0: And now, it's time for song of BK's hey everybody, and welcome back to BK's Bullets Video Game Edition. It's been a year, I think. <laughs> we are back with my lovely video game co-host, Jim Ifantis. This is the video game podcast on a comic timing podcast network yes that has the same name as a video game as a comic book youtube channel because brent is too lazy to think
1: about a new your name your branding is only second to my own my branding fucking sucks also of note my voice is
0: halfway gone so you sound okay if i sound different that's why You should just let me talk. I had, yes. Well, I want to tell the listeners why. I had the pneumonia and the flu and bronchitis at the beginning of December. You did? Which is why I was radio silent for a long time. Yes. And then I got to Christmas, my voice came back, and I was happy about that. And And then I went back to work, and it went away again. And I have no idea why. And I feel like...
1: I'm coughing also. I I feel... So please excuse me if I cough. I feel like Dick Grayson taking the mantle of your channel, because it's only me now. Your and two, two videos do, have done just as poorly as and my I videos. I was gonna do a video on uh, Reign of Superman, but I don't. know. I don't want to step on. You it. know what? We could
0: also we could also do a comic timing podcast. Whatever
1: you a want, a real one.
0: We could whatever you want. We should probably do that as well. Since okay. we have the real. You're here. Recording You're here. Room. I'm here. We're here. So bing bang boom, we are talking video games in 2018. It is now 2019. We are recording this on the 15th. So we're halfway through the month, so <laughs> Jim has had two and a half months almost of waiting. to think about his games of the year for of 2018. Because pretty much beginning like this November 3rd, you proclaimed to me that you knew what your game of the year was
1: yes. already. I proclaim. And you know, the thing is, so many people. I, don't have, a, I have 1,370 subscribers, so almost 1,400. I will say that not a lot of my videos get views, but there's a loyal, I'll say 40 or 50 that always comment on every video I do. If you go back and look, if you just look at the person commenting, it's the same. You got to give a while because sometimes they don't, it's not like I'll upload a video and like a month later, it'll be the same 40 or 50 people. And they all have been asking me, what is your game of the year? And I keep saying, you have to wait. You have to wait. You have to wait. I'm not, I'm, I want to save this moment for Brent. You're going to have to, they're going to have to track this podcast down. I will tell them a video just to watch. I'll do like a 30 second video once you upload this in like another month. (laughs) So uh, that I will, like, this is where to find the definitive. This is the game of the year discussion. Well,
0: welcome any Viper Magic YouTube channel viewers to the comic timing podcast uh what we're about basically is we talk about comic books comic book really movies and tv shows and event occasionally jim and i will do a video game podcast on here and uh that, i believe point. is what led him to start writing for video game stuff on various blogs he yes. started and stopped over the years and now has grown into a full-fledged youtube channel that can make money off advertisements about two dollars a day <laughs> Congratulations, sir. That's $60 a month. Yes. That's almost a cable bill. Almost.
1: You could almost <laughs> afford cable. I can almost afford the $5,000 computer, which I do the videos on. <laughs> um, yes. So it's oh. good. Yes. Yeah, so I could. Yes. I would say my origins trace back to you. So 2018. What a good year. A great year for games.
0: 2018. The year Brent's Casino joined the
1: Sony Ponies, the uh, PlayStation Nation. Yeah, you, yes, you became a Sony Pony. You joined the PlayStation Nation. I'm very proud of you. I, I purchased. I asked you, it was the worst, like, unboxing video I've ever seen. <laughs> I wanted to be there when you got it, and I said, please record it for me. I was going on travel. And you were like... Hey, I'm opening this because Jim wants me to open it. It was like a minute and a half. It was the most boring fanfare. It was. It was a, a PlayStation Pro.
0: Boring. And you can find this on my regular YouTube channel. Don't even Just bother. Just search Brent Casino Don't PlayStation Four. It, I'll, I'll give you. It's the most. Bo- it's three minutes long. It's me literally taking shit out of the box and going.
1: <laughs> yep. Here's the power adapter. Here's the controller. It was so Here's bad. Here's the fucking giant. You weren't PS4 excited. Pro. You weren't like. You didn't pick up the controller and press the buttons like, oh, they feel good. Or like, <laughs> oh, look at the smooth console. Oh, but I love the no, console. You were just like, it's a box. I don't care. It's
0: been out for two years now so that I comment but on. it was new to you.
1: Whatever. Listen. I was more excited about the games had I could going the play there, on it. Had I been there, I could have been your hype man and we could have made you some of that <laughs> sweet YouTube money. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yeah. No, thanks. Yeah,
1: but no. So you did join these, the 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 uh, Sony World, and I'm, I'm glad you're here. Although I think since Spider-Man, that thing hasn't been touched. Is that a fair assessment?
0: That's a fair assessment. I did play the first two DLCs for Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, and I was gonna play. I, the third was downloaded,
1: and then Christmas happened, and I haven't turned it on since. Okay, I played the first one, and I really liked it. And then I figured I'd wait and do the other two one shot. Yeah. And I know they're all out, and I haven't gotten around to it. So there you have it. But I will say
0: trying to navigate the PlayStation Cross anything bar. is very difficult. I don't know. Not being familiar with it at all and not knowing where anything is, I think being new to it gotcha. hurts also. But also um, just the way Xbox has like evolved their, you know, I give them shit a lot for changing entirely changing their OS every year. And all the wasted screen space. Yeah. <clears throat> right. But you know what? I don't mind the way... See, I think... Like, you, we were just upstairs in your man cave, and you didn't have a background on your Xbox. Yeah, I don't either. So boxes. what are you complaining about wasted screen space on your Xbox homepage for? You scroll over have to a the background. store...
1: I would have a background, but there's, there's no point.
0: Well, each achievement you earn on Xbox, if it's a good game like Star Wars Battlefront, the first one, it has a bunch of different screens on it. Right. It's a shitty game like Bungie, Destiny... It's just some stupid emblem. Some of them are good. Some of them are cool. But you can assign those achievement screens as a backdrop. I've had the same backdrop since the demo of Battlefront (laughs) 1.
1: I see how you're into it. Um, I'm so into
0: it. But I think that's cool. I do think the PlayStation 4 themes are cool. I did download a few. Yes. But they're so focused on showing you the background art on the theme that I think it sacrifices... The utility of the screen space, I got you. and everything else for that. And then when you bring up a menu, it's, it's totally gone, you know. So
1: I agree. It's very. It's I can navigate on an Xbox significantly faster because I can hit the Xbox button, hit down once, hit A, and I'm already in my library. As we're on PlayStation, you're you have to scroll over to where it says Library, and then that opens it up. But depending on how many things you open, it starts sliding to the right. Well, even then, like, um, you know, you
0: have, like, I have Spider-Man that downloaded on my PS4. and didn't buy a disc copy. Gotcha. But you load that, and then, like, the space below it loads for yeah. all your trophies and DLC, and you can go and peruse that. But that, right. I think that significantly slows operating that, that thing. I agree. And then just having the icons instead of the words, I think, hinders it as well. Because then, I'm like, wait, what is this? Oh, is that settings? Oh, I can't tell. And then some of the stuff is just hidden, but you know,
1: I would be okay if Xbox gave a mode where when you turn it on, it's just a background screen, and the only way to get anything is to hit the Xbox button, and it brings up something on the left. I'd be okay with that, and get rid of everything, all those ads, everything. Recently played. There's still ads on PS4. Though. That's what I'm saying. No, just I would get, that would PlayStation same way. Get rid of everything. It's just a blank background. I can enjoy it, and then when I'm ready, I hit a button, and it pops up. That'd Hard be enough.
0: cool. I don't know. It's my exclusives machine, though, for PlayStation, so that's mainly what it's for.
1: See, that was how I felt about um, Xbox, but now I've Until they didn't have exclusives. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm the opposite. Now I'm all Xbox, all new games Xbox, PlayStation exclusives only. So I'm in the same boat with you now, where initially I was really hyped on PlayStation. They could do no wrong. They had better games. They had better exclusives. They had all the cool bonuses, but... The performance of the X is so much better I can't go back.
0: Well, I was just about to say that that's because you have a place uh, Xbox One X, which I also obtained this year in 2018, not this year but what last year, year. What a year for you. What a year. And I got a new TV, so basically short story is for the listeners, my TV freaking died right before Father's Day. <clears throat> and my Father's Day present was going to be a PS4. Right. So I didn't have a TV in my man cave to watch movies, play games, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. So I ended up buying a 4K HDR TV mm-hmm. and then I got a PS4 Pro right. shortly thereafter. Right. Because I was going on travel for a long time and wanted to play some PS4 games. And then uh, I think it was August. There was a something at GameStop trade in any Xbox One and they would give you like 250, I think. 250. Right? Mm-hmm. So I traded in my Xbox One S to get an X. To get an Xbox One X, and I only paid 250 for it. I think that was a great, great deal.
1: And I love the X. I love the the power. 4K. Everything is looks amazing. Great. I knew you I knew once you got into it, because I remember you came over when I got the Monster TV upstairs and you said, It's okay. I don't need it, but it's okay. And now you have it. I bet going back would be like, oh, this sucks. Well, I really need to H-
0: HDR, I think, really shows the best on games. Yes, absolutely. As opposed to movies.
1: Yeah, we watched that Wonder Woman movie, and we saw no difference at all.
0: It's hard, to, very hard to tell. I,
1: didn't I know think that
0: start. what they're going for is like more realistic colors in movies. Oh, uh, okay. And even then, sometimes they're not going for realistic cover- Like The movie may not be going for realistic colors. Right. Because they want it to be tinted blue or whatever. So it yeah. tones everything down, whereas a game, they're like... We're gonna make this look as stylized or loud or realistic as possible right. with the sun rays and shit, and they turn everything up to eleven. I, so agree. I think it's more of a show off for that technology. I agree. But, but anyway. now you're now you a
1: member of the four K master race. Walker. I'm
0: a four K dual console owner, master race person. Thank you. I don't have a switch. It took a long time to okay. get you.
1: That's okay. It took a long time to get you there, and I, I won't even push the switch issue. I'm just glad you realize that. You can have more than one console. I, it'll I realized be, it. It'll be okay. It's okay. I have achieved it. Yeah, you got an achievement. Or a trophy. You're choosing. You're choosing. Achievement. Bought competitor's console. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. And your Xbox still worked just as good. It wasn't yep. like it slowed down. Yep.
0: And it's getting more, getting playing more and more of it. Yeah. Every time. See? So, there
1: you have it. There's our hardware update for 2018. Yes. Hey. I didn't get any new hardware. I had the same stuff. I mean a computer, but I'm not even gonna. Enter I'm not even gonna talk about that. it yeah. okay, would go over your head, and I don't. I don't. It doesn't matter. It's really, it is the most powerful computer you can buy with, with money right now. They're just about to come out with a new processor, but as of this recording, it's the best computer money you can buy. Period. I can't believe
0: you, you spend this money on a computers. Me either. What a weirdo. You play it for ten hours a week, maybe. No
1: way. Well, I play with my. I play. Like, the other night you messaged me, and I felt really bad. When you were playing Ark. You were on the PC. I really wanted to play with you, but we were just starting to tame dinos. I'm like, well. And then when I got done, I switched over, but you were gone. Yeah. It was late. It was a burst. You got to schedule it. Be like, hey, Tuesday at 7 o'clock. And I know you got kids. Whatever. Like, Tuesday at 7, we're going to play. I was trying to lure you. Halo 5. I was 5. like, hey, Jim, I'm here. Hey, play hey, Halo Hey, Jim, I'm hey. here. If you're like, hey, let's play Halo 5, I'm, I'm in.
0: That's right. I didn't say, come play Halo let's with me. Finish, let's finish. Said, Halo. hey, I'm
1: on. Let's finish Halo co-op. We're still waiting with Governor Sloan <laughs> at level three. I'm still in the Warthog, and you said I'll be right back, and I'm still standing there waiting. Well, Buck can wait a little longer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so 2018, let's, uh, let's get to it. You so have a paper I have a list. prepared.
1: I have a list. I'd like to make my statements. <clears throat> All right. I wrote so many things down. I'm going to start worst and go the best. So what what do you have on this piece of paper first? All right, I got so much stuff. I'm not going to read everything. Give me an outline, an overview of how you want this to go. Okay, I'm going to go reverse order, but I'll tell you here's the things I want to talk about. Game of the year. Okay. Best games of the year. These are experiences that I won't forget, but they were not the game of the year because there can only be one. Okay. Honorable mentions, Uh which would have been game of the year any other year, but there were so many other good games, they got bumped. Does that make sense? I okay. Think of like silver, bronze, gold. Okay. Think about that. Um, then I have games that were really good but had a significant flaw to them. I didn't finish them or there was something that everything else except for one thing ruined it for me and they were demoted. They were like honorable mentions. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have. Then I just listed all the games that came out that were to me just paint by the number games. We don't have to really talk about them but – I went through I went through and looked at every game that came out in 2018 okay. cuz I wanted to make sure I wasn't forgetting anything then i have games that are just ass just <laughs> that's different than worst games of the year this is yes this is just this is called just trash
0: this games this sounds like
1: five separate videos you could have done on your youtube I channel. Kind of, and i still might <laughs> i don't know and then i have games that i didn't get to play but i think are really really good but i can't say definitively cuz i haven't played
0: i think you have so much stuff on there that we might not get to oh
1: i agree that you should turn all of those into you- I may. youtube videos I may. separate from this podcast but i want to name a few i think the best place to start is the worst. Place I build disagree. Up the hype. I think we should start with okay. honorable mentions, Honorable mentions. and then I want what I want to do is I want to pivot around your weird wacky list. Okay, okay. So honorable honorable mentions. These are games that were good but didn't make the list. These were these would be considered to me silver medal games. Any these are games that I wrote. This is what I wrote. Honorable mentions. Then in parentheses, any other year. So these could have been game. Had these come out this year? Had they come out twenty seventeen? They would have been game of the year. Okay. But they so, didn't make the cut because there were so many other good games. So out. I don't have a list. Well, I want, do you I up? have... Your fun ones.
0: My fun ones.
1: Okay,
0: go ahead. Because, my, well, my list is not stuff that came out in 2018. Most of it. Okay. Some of it is. Because a lot of the games I played were PlayStation games this year. Gotcha. But um, I, will, I will just say we'll save it for the end when we talk about your game of the year. And then I'll, but I'll chime in
1: on these other games as you as you discuss them. Okay, so go ahead and give me. You start. This is BK's bullets. You are BK. Give me a game that could have been game of the year, but isn't. Something you played that was like, holy shit, blew my mind. This game is amazing. And then you played your real game of the year, and you're like, ah, but it's just not quite as good.
0: Um. I really liked. Actually, no. You go. Okay. You're deferring. There, are, there aren't any, um, any ones here on the Xbox list that I'm like, oh man, these are awesome. This is okay. But They're just missed the mark. Um, I'll give you my first one. Because I have, I have ones that are high up. Right. And then I have the other games I
1: played that are, we're okay. You didn't have, you didn't have sublists of sublists. No. Of sub- no, I don't. <laughs> to me. A game of that could have been a game of the year any other year, Spider-Man. Oh what? Could it's not game of the year. <coughs> it was oh. phenomenal. Oh. Everything about Spider Man. That's an honorable mention that's not an How long is your top list? No no no. That's 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 like a silver medal. Spider Man's like so a silver medal. So is this medal. like number two? Number three, number four. If I would, this would be a silver. So so, look at my list. Well, I'm trying to figure out like this is a silver medal tier. Other
0: podcasts and places have like a top ten, you know, a top five. Where Um, is this
1: on that ratio? Number three, number three. Yes, out of my top ten, this is my number three. Okay, all right. Is that fair? That is fair. I would, I would put. Spider-Man in my top 3 this I'll put year numbers. that is for sure. I'm going to put numbers next to my I have if if we're going by that I'll give you my my top 7. But this is what I call silver tier. This is a game this is an experience I won't forget but not game of the year. Okay. In Spider-Man. Okay. Number 3 overall. It was really good. I love the white suit. Oh, I love Miles Morales. As soon as I got out of as
0: soon as I got a new suit as soon as I got the Ben Riley Scarlet Spider suit, I was out of
1: that white suit. Fuck that noise. Phenomenal. Yeah. Everything about that game was good. The pacing of it, the way they did the side quests that actually mattered, that actually were supplemental to the story. The blue side quests. Any yeah. of them. Not Doing... the challenge. You l- you liked
0: all the different challenge oh, tokens stuff? Oh, the ones where stuff.
1: you went around and beat up like 20 guys without getting hit? No. I'm talking about like... Um... When you had to go around to all the weather stations because uh, oh, so the Harry Osborne. was... The different was,
0: collectibles, the check off the box stuff.
1: Yeah, like it, when it started, he goes, hey, this it looks like it's going to be a little... You know, my adventure is going to take me in crazy places. I remember my old high school backpacks and that was just kind of ancillary stuff. And then slowly that evolved into bigger and better things. Because it was like he was kind of starting off. Similarly, the side quests where you had to go do all the weather stations with uh, Osborne. Harry Osborne, the Ooh. kid. To help them out because they didn't want the funding to be cut. And, like, it made sense. It's like, oh, I get why I'm doing this. And each of those things had a logical reason why it was being done. It impacted the world. You got experience, blah, blah, blah. I thought they did a really good job. Instead of Assassin's Creed or something where they say, here's the entire world. Go forth. They gave it to you in a logical manner. and It really kept me, well, like, motivated What
0: I What I really liked about Spider-Man is that all those completion things, the things to do... Other than the main story mission, is that they like threw a couple at you. Yes. At the beginning, it was here's some landmarks, here's some backpacks. Yep. And I went out and cleared all the backpacks and all the landmarks right away. Same. Before I went to like the third mission. And
1: then it was like, oh, now you got a camera. Now go do selfies.
0: Right. Now go do selfies. Now go do. Um, yes. You know the Osborne stations. Taskmaster and there was the
1: Taskmaster stuff,
0: stuff. Which was awesome. The bases, all that stuff, the way it rolled out. Right. And the different crimes that were in the city. You know, yes. three different crimes in each zone. I thought that was really, really cool. I agree.
1: It would have been overwhelming with all that was unlocked at once, but I liked the way that they rolled it out. I thought that was really good. I think any other year, that game would have been really game of the year. But it was... I wouldn't say... I mean, the story, I wouldn't say was the best story ever, but the way it ends when you're fighting on the side of the building was just insane. The HUD went away, your costumes all ripped, and you're fighting, and it's just like, that was an intense moment. It was really well done. If you go back and look at the way that scene was framed, just, it was so good. It was really good. Really Um, good. It was like I was standing up playing it like, this is freaking awesome. I am Spider-Man. I think the only downside to me, I I like the twists and turns they had in the
0: story. Yeah. The way they they changed stuff, the way that they brought Miles in. Yeah. And you got to play as Miles and MJ, which weren't that annoying when you played as them. No, they worked out well. They're perfectly serviceable little missions and stuff. Yeah, broke it up. But to me, a longtime comic book fan, it was just an okay Spider-Man story. Gotcha. there wasn't anything fantastical about it or mind-blowing or genre-bending like remember when you played batman the telltale game did you play the whole thing no
1: but i know you i know so, you liked it and you said there was some major change that one they there were swerves on they made
0: Br- um thomas wayne bruce's dad like totally evil in that game gotcha they made the joker one of your best friends um a lot of weird stuff in that game. They didn't do anything too wild in this game to throw me off to make gotcha. me really think is a cool story, cool hook, where it was a perfectly fine like alternate Spider-Man universe where everything's pretty much the same. So unlike you... the Into the Spider-Verse movie, which I thought that story there was way better than the video game one. Gotcha. It, but I mean, we're talking two hours versus fifteen-hour story.
1: I think when you look at. I would agree that the story wasn't the best story ever, but I think when you look at the gameplay, you look at the graphics, you look at just the feel of it. It was one of those games, and I know you're in the same boat as me. It was one of those games that when you weren't playing, you were thinking about playing it.
0: What I did like, and it, to, kept, it
1: keeps bringing you back
0: to it. The web swinging was fun, doing tricks in the air. That oh, was awesome. What I did like also was that anytime you changed your costume. Is also changed in the cutscenes. Everything was rendered Every yes. cutscene. And the costumes were so distinct. Everything was distinct. And they updated the designs too. Like it was like the the Ben Riley Scarlet Spider costume, which is all red jumpsuit and a blue hoodie with a black spider on it. It's like one of the first ones you could have unlocked. Okay. It's on that top row. Great costume. Very simple. Big white eyes. Um, it could have just been a red spandex suit, right? right? It looked very similar to the classic costume you start out with right in the game before you get the white one with all the ribbing and stuff. But any comic-based costume they put in this game, they updated. Like, this looks like the Tony Stark homecoming suit. It's got ribbing on it. If you zoom in on the arms, it's got a texture to the jumpsuit. It's got a material. They really thought out these alternate costumes to make it fit within that world and not just a slap on Spider-Man skin. By the way, there's an animated costume, the manga Spider-Man, Where he looks totally animated in one of the DLCs, that was awesome. And I I put that on for a split second; it looks incredible. There's the The comic one
1: where he looks like inverse, like Mister Negative looking skin.
0: That that one's okay. There's a another comic one late in the game in the main game where you and it's like a cell shaded Spider Man. Yes, that was awesome. That's really cool, and he stands out from everything. Yeah, it looks like it it doesn't look
1: like he belongs.
0: Um, but what I really like too is they have the Iron Spider from. Uh, Infinity Wars. I'm not a fan of the suit. I did wear it. But they did throw in the legs from that movie as a power. Then when the DLC came out and they threw in the real Iron Spider suit. The Tony Stark. Red and gold baby from Civil War. My comic fans know what I'm talking about. Mm, 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 mm. I'm going to wear that the entire time I played DLC 3. What's great about Insomniac. So the Civil War. the Not the Civil War. The the arms, okay. When you use that power, anytime they're in the main game, they look just like they do from the movie. They're red and gold, or black and gold, almost. There's a lot of technology to them, all this stuff. So when I put on the comic accurate um, Tony Stark uh, Iron Spider suit, I forget what they call it in there, in the game they probably call it something else, but. It's awesome. Like they added little touches. They got little arc reactors in the in the boots yeah. and in the hands. Yes, I noticed that. That was um, cool. For propellers because that in the comics that, that suit can fly a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's got some extra technology in it. They made it look more Tony Starkish. Mm-hmm. Um, when you put on the arm power with that suit on, it changes the skin of the arms to be all gold, to match the artwork. And as soon as that happened, I, I jumped up and down with joy because that was a little detail. Significant attention to a detail. significant attention to detail, a little detail that somebody, a true comics fan, either at Marvel with the corporate somebody stuff, you know, caught. the licensing said, hey, by the way, if you put in this suit, you probably should change the skin on the arms. You need to do a little extra work to really make this sing. And they did that extra work in a DLC and it really made it sing for me. I love that moment in that game when I put that on, put the arms on, I'm like, I'm going to be, you know, the suit that it lasted six issues, maybe less, but it's a lovely suit. It's a lovely, lovely lovely suit. suit. And
1: the key there is the passion. And on my list, the sub, the sub genre, the, all the way I did ranking, that's what I thought. And I, I didn't under, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying to me. I could definitely tell not to the level you were talking about that the guys who made this game really had a passion for it. They weren't spitting out a game. They thought of... I noticed other attention to detail, not that. But I noticed things in the game that I was like, wow, somebody was sitting there at their desk and the boss came in and said, hey, you got to pump this out. And they're like, wait, I got to do one more thing. And it just shows how polished that game was and everything they did. It was a real fan. It was a real love letter to Spider-Man. Whether you like the white suit or not, it was a real love letter to Spider-Man in the universe that they picked. So that, to me... Is why it gets three. It bumps out some other games because I thought they were technically good, but they didn't have that soul of like a, of the game designer of sitting down of the p- team like we're proud of this game, like this means something to us.
0: Okay. Next honorable mention on your list.
1: Okay, so that was number three. We'll go to number five. I'm gonna <laughs> jump down a little. Bit. Okay. So this would be my bronze tier, and I also want to do this to get a rise out of you. Jumping around a lot. I went from three to five. I know what happened to four. Well, I want to save four, because four is a real zinger. (laughs) I want to save four and one to the end. (laughs) I think you should save one and two until the end, and
0: then just do the rest down. Okay, I can do that.
1: Number four is Red Dead Redemption, which you thought was going to be my game of the year. Because I told you how good it was,
0: and it was really good. No, because I know that you haven't played enough of Red Dead Redemption 2, because you're still so wrapped up in Halo and other small Game Pass games. That you haven't been able to play enough of it to really get it. The reason
1: I quit playing. Loving shake. The reason I gave up temporarily on Red Dead Redemption. Why don't you roll your eyes? <laughs> Come, on here. Come on. Temporarily. Never. It's been a while. <laughs> When's the last time you played GTA 5 Story? Actually, I downloaded it because I got it for free on Amazon, so one time. I did the first one. Did you level. complete the story though? No, I never beat it on that's computer. A, that's what I'm saying. That's the problem, I think. Red Dead Redemption is one of those games that is an absolute masterpiece. Everything I said about Spider-Man in terms of attention to detail, multiply that by infinity. Every little detail in that game is realistic to what should
0: happen. I know, I know. The horse balls shrink. Yeah, yeah.
1: The problem is, as I say with like games that have like a soul or a passion to them, this game feels manufactured. It feels like Rockstar is like, hey, we need to make another game. Let's go all in on the technical aspect. Let's get an over-the-top graphics and design level design, and then we're gonna give you. I don't want to say a ho hum story because that's not true, but it lacks those big moments. Like how I said, I stood up. I'm, I stood up when I was doing the final boss in Spider-Man. Never in Red Dead did I like get amped up and like, whoa, that blew me away. I never felt that, and in Red Dead, I definitely not feeling that. That's why to me, I was like. What's a better game, Spider-Man or Red Dead? I'm like, it has to be So Red it's a masterpiece Dead. in everything in terms except for pacing and storytelling. This, and the storytelling is good. I mean, you're, you're definitely seeing a progression of Arthur Morgan. He's definitely a good hero. The problem is you do a lot of filler quests that I think Spider-Man nailed. I never felt in Spider-Man like I was doing something because I wanted to get more experience. Or I never felt something in Spider-Man because I felt like it was a chore. In Red Dead, there are missions that I'm like, something really cool happened and I'm taking your kid fishing. I don't care about your kid. I want to get back to being a cowboy. But I had to clear the map to progress. And I feel like with Spider-Man, everything I did felt like at that time it made sense to do. And they even prompted you in Spider-Man like, hey, I better take some time off to go do something in the city and then these cool things happen. So Red Dead, I was really I I, for a long time in my head Red Dead was game of the year. It really was. I was like, this is perfect. To to not say this is the best game is is a travesty. But the more I played it, the worse it got.
0: Is Shadow of the Colossus remake your game of the year?
1: No. Thank thank God. Not even on the list. For the longest
0: time, Jim's been going, like, not even you're on the not going to guess my game of the year. Not you're even not going to guess list. my game of the year. Not even on the list. And then uh, it was ending, and I was the year was ending, I was listening to one of these other gaming podcasts, not even on and the they list. talked about the Shadow of the Colossus remake. And I know that that's Jim's favorite game of all time. It and is.
1: Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. The, the game problem, of the year for a remake. The problem is, as great as Shadow of the Colossus looks, in my head, it looks better. And as good as it sounds, in my head, it sounds better. There's this, you know, nostalgia, rose-colored glasses, all that crap. All right. So those are what I'd call – that's the cutoff. I'm going to skip two and one. Like you said, we're going to go down – we'll go down to seven, and then we'll go back up. Is that fair? These are other games that I think are important that I, th- I need to tell you why they're good games. No, no, no. Go, go, how, uh, how big is your silver tier? So that was it. That three was, and four? That was it. Uh, two, three, and four. I skipped. So far, I've told you three and four. That's okay. It. You tell me which one I'm going to do.
0: Um, let's jump over uh, –
1: give, give me your worst games of the year trash (laughs) I'm going to go really quick through these yeah if you heard of them I'll talk about them if not we'll move on okay Fallout 76 number one shit game of the year wait I've never heard about this game (laughs) tell me more about it okay Rachel and I tried to play it last night it's been out now for two and a half months we loaded up the game her computer crashed my computer loaded there was a bug where I was only getting 20 frames a second. It's well, fucking better. It's the best damn computer you could possibly put together right now. 20 frames a second. 20 frames. I'm getting 350 frames a second on Quake Champions. 350! You can't even process that much in your brain, though. I had to limit it to my screen. To My screen only does only Paltry 144 hertz. Okay? I lowered it to that. I'm telling you, Fallout 76 is so broken. It is such a disservice to the franchise I, they really, to me, they shouldn't make Fallout games again. They fucked it up that bad. I'm not kidding. So, this is a two-year rush job of recycled Fallout Four assets, yes, right?
0: Yes. And I, okay, the, the the assets have been recycled. Spent two years making a map and taking out the NPCs and not writing quests. Yes. And writing net code that
1: doesn't work. Fallout Fallout Three <laughs> was recycled assets to Fallout New Vegas was recycled recycled assets to Fallout Four. All three of those games phenomenal the problem is i think i got hyped i think i screwed myself i watched that goddamn no clip documentary <laughs> and, and, and uh danny Dwyer hypes up the guys talking about all the love and effort they're putting into 76 and they they hired this team to redesign the world blah 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 and i got thinking how fun would it be to go off and scavenge the world with rachel with my friends and play and I can tell you that after about 20 hours of playing it, it's a broken hot mess and I can't scavenge the world and I still can't play. It's broken. It breaks. It crashes. The NPCs are non-existent, which I don't mind. But what I don't like is that the animations are broken. The sound effects are broken. Weapon, the, the, the rules of the game do not work. Sometimes, things, sometimes enemies will see you from far away. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes enemies will engage you. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes you'll shoot an enemy in the head, and their head will explode, and it looks exactly like you think it should. And sometimes the bullet's lost in thin air, and it's extremely frustrating. And it's as a fan. I mean, people are jumping on the bandwagon because people are sheep. But I'm, as a person who's a diehard fan of Fallout, this game like ruined the franchise, and I don't want. I don't want any more Fallout. I want to just. In my head, let's remember what Fallout Three was, and let's kill the franchise. You've got the
0: helmet. You're done. I I
1: want yeah. There's no reason. You got your shitty bag. I got bag. the pit boy. I got the pit boy. From, you got the
0: pit boy. I'm done. I'm you got out. your shitty bag. Did you get a new bag yet? Uh,
1: I should be getting it the end of the month. You ordered a new bag. <laughs> no, it came. I mean, it was you know you put it in. Your
0: what was the other thing that they were complaining about in that collector's edition?
1: It was the canvas bag was the number one thing.
0: What was there? I thought there was a second thing they were harping on. Um, nothing comes to mind.
1: Everything else was as advertised. Ooh. It was like the bag was the real swerve. Oh. You probably didn't. This is another trash game I'm going to mention. Both of these quick. Hello, neighbor. Probably didn't play it. We were just upstairs, and he said that's okay. That's okay, but it's not great. And the more I think about it, it doesn't work well. It's like a escape the room game. You have to like you're at, you're locked in a house to get out. You got to get the key. To get the key, you got to find you know like mouse trap. The problem is the mechanics don't work all the time, and you know what you're supposed to do because <laughs> you look on YouTube after two hours of not wow. figuring out how to do it, and the mechanics don't work. And it's frustrating, and the reason it goes in the trash category is because it had such promise.
0: Okay, what well, next game?
1: You probably didn't hear this one. Final Fantasy, Dissida, NT.
0: This was an add-on to the online game that this you guys wanted for a
1: collector's edition, right? No, this was a take all the characters of Final Fantasy and put them in Dynasty Warriors. So okay. Cecil from Final Fantasy II fights against Sephiroth from Final Fantasy 7 That kind of stuff. Okay. Um, really bad fanfare. I knew it was bad. I played the beta. It. it I'm not kidding you. The next one down, Metal Gear Survive, the reason I'm bundling <laughs> these together. They dropped price by 80% within the month.
0: You played Metal Gear Survive at all? Yeah, I did. You were... You're a glutton for punishment and just spending money on games. I want to believe. You know, <laughs> instead of I have a resolution for your 2019, instead of playing these games, which you know are crap, I didn't like know. Metal Gear Survive. I didn't know. You should instead save your money for something else later and go upstairs and go onto my Voodoo account I put, logged you into and, and watched, watch in a movie. I did
1: watch John Wick and it was really good. You need to
0: watch John Wick too.
1: I didn't buy Metal Gear Survive. I procured it in another way. (laughs) All right. The other two real quick. We Happy Few. That was a game that had a ton of fanfare and it was trash. And then lastly, Quiet Man, which came out a ton of fanfare and it was trash. And those are frustrating to me because E3, you know how I am at E3, how hyped I get. And they talk and talk and talk about this is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. And these games come out and they're shit. And it pisses me off. (laughs) And I'm looking you in the eye. You can hear my voice. I'm mad. I'm pointing at Brent with my pen. I'm mad. Maybe. I'm mad.
0: Maybe you should uh, hype down a level during E3. I I love comic books, but each time they announce a new event for comic books, I don't get as hyped up as you do at E3. What's that Joker background you have on your phone and your computer? Okay, I'm hyped up for White Knight. Part two. I forget what it's called now. (laughs) Brent comes over Sean Gordon Murphy's next volume. Brent comes
1: running over like he just got laid. Curse of the White Knight. He comes running in. Curse of the White Knight. He's like, you're not going to believe. My favorite artist ever... Don't fail me.
0: Sean Gordon Murphy. Not my favorite ever. I don't know. I don't know. Favorite new discovery. Favorite new discovery. I haven't
1: read anything by Sean Gordon Murphy until I read White Knight. I wear my heart on my sleeve. And I'm telling you that when these games get hyped up, I believe... That's why Fallout was such a hit to me. Maybe everybody else saw it coming. I I played it and it's bad. Everybody said it was bad, and you were still playing it, going, eh, it's okay. And then <laughs> I like in here today, and you're like, no, it's fucking terrible. Fuck this! All right, back to good games now. I'm moving on. I'm going back. Happy games now. Why well, you keep looking on my list? No cheating. I'm just lo- trying to see the categories. Recap number three, and we're going just top seven. Don't worry about the other okay. stuff. Okay. Number five, game of the year, Sea of Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm gonna tell you why. You might say well, a, a fucking empty ass game when no, it came out. They added so much content the, to that game. So much
0: content, but Quest. what are you doing?
1: It's it's you know the in the and the reason that Spider Man. You're running was, around
0: bailing water out of the bottom of your boat, climbing fucking stairs mm-hmm. to throw it over the side of the wall and doing it over and over and over again.
1: I don't understand that game. The the adventures that I had in that game, because the system works, the mechanics work, the graphics are beautiful. The fun I had in that game is the fun I had in Spider-Man when I wasn't playing the story. Give me skull and bones. Hopefully that lives up. I played the beta. Don't hold your breath. I'm telling you that with Sea of Thieves... Were you even allowed to say that? Sure. No one (laughs) listens anyway. Final... Listen. Do you... What was I going to say? Not, I was going to say Final <laughs> Fantasy. and you got me all mad. Listen. Minecraft. Thank you. Thank you. Minecraft. Never played. Well, here's, and everybody who plays Minecraft is an asshole, right? The two billion people that own this game. I didn't say they were an asshole. But my point is, you make your own fun. They put you in a world that works, with physics that work, with mechanics that work. There's a progression ah. in your character. It's not to the level of Minecraft. You don't craft anything. But when you're sailing around for four hours trying to find a key that somebody hid, and you know that the key's hidden on this island, and you find it, or you steal from somebody, or you raid another ship, the mechanics work exactly the way they should, it's really satisfying. I think I have a problem with games
0: where it is make your own fun. I understand.
1: And for me, with the group of friends I have, we're all hyenas. We all laugh and drink, and it gets even better. But I'm telling you, some of the f- best moments I had of 2018 were sailing the seas with these guys, being assholes to people, or helping friendly people out. I, I can alliances. see how in a
0: group environment, that would be absolutely, really fun. Absolutely. But when you sat me down and said, here, try Sea of Thieves, and I played by myself with you telling me where to go, and I was searching for this effing treasure on this island, digging in the wrong spot the whole time. You were looking at the map. Because the map was incorrect, or wasn't detailed enough, or you couldn't zoom the map in to really look at it. Imagine
1: the excitement. I said oh, no. Imagine the excitement. I said of Imagine- I said enough. Imagine Next the excitement game. of your boat ship full of treasure. You're you're digging, and an enemy ship's coming in the horizon, shooting cannons at you. That's a thrill. Number six, a way out, which I don't think you played.
0: No, did not.
1: So a way out. What was really cool about it was heavy, heavy story base. The gameplay mechanics definitely take a backseat. But it was about what the, the turning point, and I don't want to give spoilers away. I've been very good so far, but no spoilers. I'm proud of myself. The turning point of A Way Out, um, It's you play as, you play with another person, whether you're playing couch co-op as in you sitting next to me or whether you're in another state, it's a split screen. I see your audio. I hear your audio at the same time I see and hear mine. So I get half the screen. You get half the screen. What makes that so cool is when there's a cut scene for you, there might not be a cut scene for me. And there's times that I have to navigate for you to distract somebody and I walk behind you or something like that. What I really appreciated about it in the ultimate swerve and something that like one of those moments that in 10 years from now, I'll look back and say, this was a cool moment. The entire game, you are playing with your friend. You are trying to help your friend. You are both working towards a common goal of escaping this prison and all the adventures that lie there on. And I'm being vague on purpose. The very end of the game, That all changes. I'm not going to say why. Something happens. In an instant, me, I was playing with Matt. In an instant, we realized the only way to win was to screw the other person. And it's like you have to press a button to do something and nobody wanted to do it. And I was talking to him like, well, which one of our characters should be the one to do something? And we debated it. And eventually we're like, screw it. And it was like this swerve of like, I want to help you. And now it's like, screw you. I have to live. I have to win now. And the way that they invoked that emotion in the game was really cool. And I, you don't have a computer, but if you did, the cool thing is only one person has to own it and then anybody else can play with that person. It's a really good story. And if you ever want to play it, I will play it with you and you'll see what I mean. Number seven, which I don't think you even heard of is Dead Cells. Yes, I heard it. I bought it for my brother for Christmas. It's, did you play it?
0: Did I hear about Dead Cells? Uh, I live on the internet reading about games. That dude from IGN... No,
1: but listen... you Tarnished can't... the reviews. I was, yes, I heard of Dead Cells. It's really good. I did not play it. It's really good. I did not play um, it. You liked... You played Nuclear Throne here a long time ago. Yes. And you said it was interesting. Interesting. It's that but better, in my opinion. All right. So those are my... I went through 2 through 7. I talked about the trash games. Where do you want me to go next? you want me to go right to game of the year? Well, What else do we have? Uh, other categories I have. Games that should have been candidates but weren't because of a fatal flaw. Let's talk about those. That sounds interesting. Okay. Number one, Tetris Effect. It's Tetris. What could be wrong with it? Tetris has a major flaw. Did you play it in VR? I have PlayStation VR version 2. I bought it the day it came out. You bought the version 2? Yep. The newest, latest, greatest Did one. you have version 1? No, I waited. Okay. Um, version 2 adds a lot of changes to the actual hardware. Um, the head port jack is different. The brain box is different. Works great with PlayStation Pro. The problem is Tetris Effect, you saw the commercials. They play this catchy music. It's supposed to immerse you. You're supposed to feel like you are in the world. And every world is a different theme. So the opening theme, which you didn't play. Um, we'll play later some other time. You're supposed to feel like you're in that world and you do the water. Like when you're underwater, it's pitch black. As you start rotating the pieces, you hear bubbles floating. And then as you slowly start to build up your puzzle and trying to get tetrises and all that kind of stuff, the world starts to come to life and you see fish swimming by blocking your field of view and bubbles start to, you know, it really starts to feel like you're underwater and like, there's levels where you're flying over skyscrapers. There's levels where you're in a Mayan temple. You really feel like you're there. Really, you, you want to look around and enjoy it. The problem is, and the reason it doesn't make the cut, is the game's difficulty is wildly inaccurate and wildly erratic, and it makes no sense. So unlike Tetris, where you start at level zero and the pieces go down really slow, and then they go a little faster and then a little faster, in Tetris Effect, randomly, wildly, the game will just go to like speed 15 which is you can't even react and they want you they force you because everybody's played tetris for 30 years they force you into this tetris mode where everything's supposed to be slow motion but it really is immersive and it really breaks the immersion and it was like i remember sitting there thinking like this sucks like i was playing i was really into it i was gelling i'm like i want to keep playing one more level what's the next level because they all morph into each other And it's like the music's getting really intense and like I'm tapping my foot and I'm smiling and I'm really enjoying it. And then suddenly you hit this difficulty spike and it takes you two or three turns or two or three hours to just basically limp through it. And it's like, oh, like this. You didn't have to do that. You could have made this just a chill game and it would have been much higher praise than that. And that's
0: frustrating. Next game.
1: Detroit Become Human. Really, really amazing story. Very heavy story based, Mr. I love stories. You have a PlayStation. You should try it. Everything's phenomenal. The first scene, which has been played to death, but it's one that really needs to be talked about. When you're playing with the robot, the um, female, she's a house. They're all maids, and it's about robot rights. It's a little preachy towards the end, but it's okay. Um, you're, you're, you're watching a dad domestically abuse his daughter, and you're, you have the option of intervening or not because your programming tells you not to. You know, as a person in your heart, Brank Casina, this is screwed up. But you have to like break through that wall, like pressing buttons, and your character literally breaks through this imaginary grid that they're not supposed to go through. And it's one of the most intense scenes. It's like, it's real. Like, I remember finishing it looking at Rachel, and like, we were like shaking. Like, we gotta take a break. Like, it was like heart pounding. Because you hear the kids screaming upstairs. And you're like, holy shit. You're trying to like break through to go upstairs to save this kid. We actually. Through the events, oops, the dad died. We shot him. (laughs) Well, the kid's homeless now. Oh, well. Not everybody has that, No, right? The problem is it got way too preachy at the end. I get it. We're in a crazy political time. You like Trump. You don't like Trump. You like the wall. You don't like the wall. Irrelevant. The problem is they put so much of that into the game, and it's so clear. I mean, it's not to the point that they have a character named like Fonnell Frump kind of thing. But it's so clear that it's like you're, you took a really cool idea and you inject so much of this message, whatever your message is on human rights or your ethics or whatever, that it overshadows the game. And it's like, oh, my God, this is we're, – we're well beyond satire now. You might as well just stop the game and just give me a 20-minute speech on your opinion because that's really all you're doing. And it got way too political. And I'm like, this is like – you're breaking the, this cool story you've built up of these robots fighting to be – you know, human. Become human. That's what they want. They want equal rights, which is a really cool idea. You start interjecting so many things in there, and I'm like, okay, here's the here's the part where we have the huge race issue, and here's the part where we get political, and here's where the country divides. Wait, others. are robots racist? You gotta find out. Are robots racist to other yeah robots of different well, races? They, yeah, they try. They do they, they make black robots different than Asian robots? They they start fighting, and there's infighting, and you have to work through that. What? And I'm like, this is it, – it could have been – The purple robots don't like the pink robots? There are. There's definitely robots that look down on other robots for specific reasons. And I'm like, what is – so that moment I saw you, that heart-pounding moment running up the stairs. Is this kid still alive? Because she's not screaming anymore. Oh, my God. Were we too slow on the button prompts? Did she die? Oh my, We were trying to save her. That – oh, my God. That intense moment. The, fast forward two hours in the game. And I look at Rachel. I'm like, this game sucks. Aww. And she's like, yeah, it's really losing its edge. Um, Octopath Traveler Whoa! Brett just left (laughs) What? This was the game for Switch all year long Um, Everybody's talking about this game That looked really boring to me Soundtrack phenomenal, gameplay phenomenal Where it hurts is that Even though I, I don't care That the characters didn't talk to each other It's that it didn't make logical sense Can
0: Turn based games work Nowadays? I think so Because I remember playing Pokemon. I remember playing Golden Sun 1 and 2. I played them both. Right. With getting my Dijin and all that stuff. I remember playing Advance Wars, which. Oh, I love that. I think Advance Wars, and I played the first. Oh my God, I love Advance Wars. What's the one on horses that's just like Advance Wars? Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. I played the first one or two of those. I thought those worked on handheld. I don't know if it works that type of game. Turn-based strategy or RPG, whatever, works on a big scale. And I know Switch can be smaller scale. Right. But I I don't want to play it
1: on my Xbox. I gotcha. I don't want to play it on my PS4. I gotcha.
0: Because I think it's boring.
1: Times are different. I agree. that There is definitely a genre for it. There is definitely a niche. And I agree that it does come off as boring, especially when they didn't voice act everything. Nintendo does this where they take these shortcuts Where a character will have a whole dialogue, like you have to read the words, but they'll have one voiceover of them saying, hmm, or okay. or, And it's kind of the inflection of what they're thinking, but it doesn't spell it out. So it could be like, the text could say, hey, Brent, how are you doing? Come into my house. And then you'll just hear a voiceover going, hello there. And it doesn't, it's, had they made it more voice acting, I think it would have helped. It doesn't have to be CGI, still frames work, but you have eight very, very distinct stories. Very, very cool. All in themselves could be standalone games. All of them inspiring, interesting. The woman who wants revenge on her dad, trying to find out who killed her dad, so she becomes a prostitute. The knight who is um, he thinks he made a, a fatal mistake in the battlefield, who goes into drinking and becomes a social recluse. The little girl who wants to go see the world and become a traitor. All fascinating. But when they're all standing next to each other and nobody's talking to each other, you lose out on that character building of each other. And they all had flaws that I think they could have helped each other with. And, you know, you look at, like, a character, you look at, like, a Game like Game of Thrones or something. What works is the interaction. Oh, my God, what happens when Jon Snow meets Cersei? I want to see that. But if Jon Snow is just looking at you directly in the camera and Cersei's standing two feet to his right looking directly at the camera and they're not interacting with each other, you just see these, like, that was a cool moment they pissed away. And the whole game just falls apart. Never beat it. It just kind of got boring. Mm. So, those are my games that were honorable, could have been games, but had major flaws. I think if you had taken Tetris Effect and you had fixed that issue, Detroit Become Human and made it less preachy, Octopath Traveler, where they interacted, I think that those E games easily would have been in the frame for some of those game of the years, but none of them made the cut.
0: Okay. I'm gonna throw some games at you that I played this I'm year. Ready. I'm ready. And these are not games I loved, these are not games Just I hated. Games. These are games that I played this year. As you know, I don't play everything as it comes out. I take my time right. and uh,
1: you know that right. time is precious. So, so you know, you, you, uh,
0: and I get a lot of games at Christmas time and my birthday. So the, usually the games I get at those times may be a little old. So a game I played this year, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Shit. It was fine. I disagree.
1: (laughs) It was fine. I I, almost put it on my... I almost put uh, it on... Actually, because it didn't come... It it, it was... It didn't come out in 2018, did it? Or did it? It was 2017. Okay. 2017. The fall prior to the beginning. So, what I really liked about this game
0: is... Well, I don't know. I really liked the twist in the middle. See, I disagree. It really took me by surprise. That was... It it, really took me by surprise. I laughed and I checked out. I was like, is the game over? It should And then, you know, whatever. What I didn't like is later in the game, you get these... Really late in the game. The powers. Like really late in game. Those powers. You can burst through walls or... Cr- or... Shrink. Shrink and crawl through tubes. Or... Stilt like Man. Stilt Man. Yeah. Not all. Not two. Not three. Just one. Yep. And each level after that has some paths that you can use or there are some where you must use. And I chose the crawl through tunnels, shrinks one... And I got to a spot where for three days, exactly what you're talking about. I was stuck in one spot. I remember I showed I you once right, I figured
1: it out. I charged right through it. Yeah, you just to take the yellow pipe around the perimeter, and I just went uh, right through the It grave. was not
0: clear what the hell you had to do. And that was a fatal flaw for that game. Everything else I liked, going to Jupiter or Mercury, wherever uh, yeah. Hitler was, that was fun. Interesting. Interesting. They, it, that game, to me, had an identity crisis. I did like the beginning where you're, like, hurt from the first game or whatever. Yeah, and you're, and you're like slow. You'll in have, the wheelchair, you're very slow. You only have half your HP. What I also didn't like about that is, like, they wanted to make the game bigger, feel bigger. And that's fine. You could have done that in scope, but I think they did that in the regular levels. The, uh, another fatal flaw for that game was the HUD. This giant submarine you had to navigate around. Yeah, the map was, It yeah. took forever to find anything because there's, there's four levels. It never marks. really told you where anything was. No clear map. It was it was a, a waste agree. of time that stuff.
1: I agree. I think that game was a major disservice and is a major step back from the first one. Batman Enemy Within. This
0: is Batman season two. Okay. That of was of the Telltale, Telltale game. Rest Did of you have Telltale. Did you experience
1: any of those weird Telltale bugs that they no. was I, I everyone bitches about? It. I've never I don't know what they're
0: talking so, about. So so um Telltale, I have always had a policy of wait until the final episode's released at least to buy it. I You're did right. it with so, so Walking you- Dead, I did it with Game of Thrones, I did it with Batman, because I like to play all of them, basically, like all five episodes, whatever it is, in a single week. Because I want to get the whole whole story, I want to get it at one time, and I don't want to forget which happens. I know they have reviews, like, this happened last time, you chose this, you chose that. That's fine, but I really like experiencing their stories in one bite, and then I can make a good judgment on whether the game was good or not. Batman Enemy Within...
1: You liked it. Okay, I Are liked they, it. Was there room to make a third Batman, or is it pretty
0: clear? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So Batman Enemy Within basically is... Uh, so at the end of the first season one of Batman, definitely worth playing. My game of the year for what whatever that was. Yes, 2015, I 2015 2016. I remember. You don't that? You find who the Joker ends up... Like his... The prequel to the Joker. Okay. A guy with a white face. John Doe. He's not the Joker yet. He's not a psychopath. So in this game, it's basically... Um, there's other stuff going on but the basic gist of it is you're you're sending the joker on a path. You're sending John Doe on a path that's going to make him become the joker. Gotcha. You can either send him on a path where he's totally bad by what you say. You can send him on a path where he wants to be good but then ends up getting all that mixed around because he's a little messed up and becomes a joker, which is ultimately what my story is So took really place. phenomenal writing that really you really felt invested in. Really f- invested writing but it okay. didn't have the huge, oh my gosh, moments that twisted the lore that the first one did, I think because it was a sequel. Gotcha. Right? So when they made uh, Thomas Wayne this master of Arkham Asylum and injecting patients with weird chemicals in a monster that was married to the mob, basically, in season one, Right. that was a huge, like, oh, what the fuck is going on moment in gotcha. Batman's life. But there were some choices in season two. Uh, There's a choice with Alfred that was very momentous. You had to choose whether or not you wanted Alfred to stay with you or leave. Very contentious decisions in that game. So I did like that. Dishonored two, I got bored with. Beautiful. I got bored with.
1: I think that was my game of the year when it came out.
0: I tried to play. I played Dishonored one. I got to the last level and got stuck somewhere. Never finished it. I tried to play Dishonored two and I got really bored with it. I don't know why it didn't speak to me. Just wasn't singing. I, play, I didn't play as the girl. I played as the guy claro because I thought. wanted to play something similar to the last game. Yeah. And there was something with the powers, I think, the slow rollout of the powers or just the – I felt like maybe the AI was turned up a little too high on the normal difficulty. Um, I didn't want to turn it down, but there is. there were places where I got into something and I was trying to be stealthy, trying to use my powers – and it got
1: turned, you know, the little, weh, turned on, and it just turned into a b- big mess all the time. I agree. Yeah, that game definitely did not have good, uh, it went from nothing to catastrophic in seconds, and you couldn't go back. Yeah. You know exactly. And the enemies spawn infinitely, I don't know if you ever noticed that. If you're like, you fight into a corner of a room, and you're like, I'll just fight these guys and walk right. out, they just spawn behind you, around you. It's
0: Yeah, it felt cheap. So. I agree, I agree. Um, I think I got four levels in and then gave up. I'm not going to go back to it.
1: And I don't think they're going to make any more. Which
0: is no, it's sad. unfortunate.
1: that doesn't hurt right now. Um, trials Fusion, I discovered this year. A fun game. A fun game. A fun game. Did you play the one with, uh, I don't remember what, it was like 80s? I didn't play the 80s one yet because I haven't beat Trials Fusion. they does they're all trials, the same, but. Does Trials Fusion, do you ever get any weapons? No. Okay, so in the 80s game, about halfway through, you get a machine gun. Interesting. And you have to shoot targets before you ride your motorcycle through them. Uh
0: huh. That sounds complicated.
1: It was. And the problem I felt – I'm curious if you thought this way too. I would do the exact same thing. And I mean the exact same thing because the game would just drop me from the skylight and I'd have to – and every time the physics – it was not consistent. Like I dropped – It from, is. It is consistent
0: but it's super precise. You know how I'm complaining about rally racing games, how I can't drive these fucking cars okay. because it's super precise and you're like, well, if you get a wheel, this right. might be better. The analog sticks on that thing are super precise. Where your guy is when you're using like the the right analog stick, yes, is super precise of, on his weight distribution. I'm, they calculate. I'm sure they calculate the CG on that bike to like the third decimal point, point. Oh, and that
1: affects your physics. I'm talking about the level starts. You put the controller on the floor, and three three times three different landings. No, it should be the same. It should be the same. Well, wait till you play the '80s one, and then get back to me. <laughs> Lara Croft, God
0: of Light. This is the top down
1: co-op game. Was that the... Is there another one called Osiris and it's similar? Osiris. So this is the one for 360. You play as the mummy or Lara Croft? You can play as a whole bunch of people. I played by myself. I played as Lara. you have to keep switching characters, right? No. No. Oh, Not at all. The one I had, there was puzzles and it's like, oh, you gotta be a mummy man. But you just press a button and now you're the mummy man. Okay. Mummy man can shoot a rope. This guy can shoot rope. I think I
0: started the second one. I didn't get very far in it. But I really enjoyed Goddess... God of Light or Goddess of Light. The first
1: one... It's a three sixty game. Gotcha. I played it. I gotcha. had a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. Um, Thank you, Game Pass, right? Or uh, uh, Games of Gold, right? <laughs> yes. No, you would have bought that on your own.
0: Star Wars <laughs> Battlefront Two, a massive disappointment.
1: Oh, you're right.
0: <laughs> I really was. Into it. I played it for the story. I this was the, the one everybody complained about. Battlefront One not having a story. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't mind a story. Your
1: friend, Mr. 4.0, bitch Fucking bitch-fucking-tired, uh, No, 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 no Drop the chalupa again, <laughs> what an asshole, and wrote a shitty story. The problem with
0: Battlefront 2 is it was marketed one way, yes. and the story went the exact opposite way almost immediately. You said yeah. Battlefront 2 is marketed the story as you're gonna be an imperial officer. An imperial badass. Yep. You know why Boba Fett Boba Fett is so cool. Because he's a badass. He does whatever the fuck he wants.
1: I agree. You're I thought agree you
0: him. got to do that in this game. You did. For two missions. And then she has a conscience. And then she has a fucking conscience and turns tail and goes and joins the Rebels. And then you're playing basically every other Star Wars game that's come since. I played Rebel Assault. I played Jedi Knight. I played Jedi Knight 2. I played Jedi Knight... T- or Jedi Outcast 2. Jedi Academy. I played uh, the... Uh, the best one with what? the Force Unleashed games, where in oh, the second one he develops a conscience. Star Killer, you know, Star Killer. The guy. I don't so remember the name. I'm tired. Name. If you're gonna take an approach, yes, keep stick with it. It's the exact thing that Halo Five had with story wise. Oh,
1: wait. whoa, marketed, whoa, whoa! Marketed Good. as, yeah. marketed Thank as hunting. You all. Good night. Mark did it as Hunting Master Chief. Oh, I know. Did you hunt the chief? No. Four levels. You hunted the story. Maybe. You hunted the story and never yeah. fucking found it. Yeah. The best Star Wars game was the one for N64 with Dash Rendar. I don't remember uh, I never played it. Shadows of
0: the Empire. Phenomenal. Never played it. It's
1: like Han Solo's older brother. I mean,
0: I played demos of it, but never played it. Well, it's never A game it. I fell out of love with this year, and I don't think we'll go back to Destiny 2. Ah, finally. Destiny 2. So I played for the Forsaken expansion. <laughs> I thought the story in Forsaken Expansion was pretty good. Okay. But after I got to forsake to the end of the story, of they story. said, hey, "Hey guys, there's a Dreaming City here, and you get to open the Dreaming City." Like I don't play the raids; I don't care about that stuff. But in your story, you got to open the Dreaming City. So I took a longer time to play it because I'm not taking four days off and playing it nonstop like a lot of these other assholes. <laughs> they beat the raid. The Dreaming City changes. And Hashtag like, child-free. They're like, oh, by the way, you know, the Dreaming City's going to rotate whether it's broken or fixed or not. Oh, yeah, right. And, and you, it's like,
1: well, where in the story, on my story, is it broken at all? They it's took not. away that, oh, they, they took away that epic moment for you because they they, they didn't make a person, they didn't make a, a world that was just your world. It was a universal world and you were late to right. the party. Didn't know. You yeah, didn't know it the... at the time because it's always been the same. No, you're right. It's yeah. always
0: been the same. Um, that's that sucks. The other thing that broke it for me was the light. You had to be a certain light level to go in here. The grind to that light level was long. Then when I got there, and found out I had to be an even higher light, like that's that whole area. That just gets in the door. Is made for light level like, I think the max is like six hundred right now, maybe more. Right. With when they announced the seasons, they made it long, bigger, so it's higher than six hundred. But that whole area is made for like. 580 to 600. You end as 500 when yeah, the story ends. There's a major gap. And you have to get to like 530 to get the. before you can actually enter the Dreaming City. Yeah. Then you go in there and everybody's overpowered. Nobody's dropping everything. So they turned this little grind to get from 500 to 530 right. into a massive grind to go another 50 points now where you. I would have had to have played for hours and hours and hours and hours. And then not only that, not just playing. But strategizing, oh, I got to do this first. I got to do that first. I got to, you know, Destiny turned into this instead of just rewarding you for playing, turned into a strategy. Right. You got to do your dailies and then you got to do your weeklies. And then you got to do this. You got to do that. But Don't do this.
1: It doesn't reward it at a certain time. Because if you don't keep up, you're, you fall behind. Yeah. And yeah, I understand.
0: So I, at that point, I said, fuck you guys. If you're going to have this whole big area, this end game for solo players is what this was supposed to be. Right. Is if you don't want to play the raid, come over here. We'll play. This will be end game content for you. But if you're going to make that so difficult to get to for a casual person. You're out. I'm out. And and I'm not casual. I'm playing, you know, four nights a week. Yeah. Four or five nights a week after the kids go to bed. You have
1: a life and you can't have a game that's a job.
0: Yes. Exactly.
1: Do. Seems like it was made for streamers. With Bungie now breaking away from Activision. It's going to get even worse. With Bungie Breaking Away, Fact Division, Destiny 3 is announced. I think it's going to fall flat, and I will not buy it. I think I think the hype is gone. they Fool me once, fool me twice deal. I'm not buying Destiny 3.
0: I liked the way Destiny 2 was when it came out. Because it was more casual. Was less hardcore. Gotcha. And After- they were doling out. Stuff was coming out, you know? I think the one thing that they didn't do right was they have all these vendors around the planets in Destiny 2... And you go to these vendors and they give out shit gear. Right. Those vendors' gear should level with you as you progress, in my opinion. I agree. In Destiny 2. They would force you to go play. They would force the you to stay on each planet, get a bunch of coins, get a bunch of collections Load from all these out. different gear, and then you know, go around and you could still do all your dailies and stuff like that for even different gear. Yep. But instead they want to keep those guys giving out green gear that's worthless and doesn't help level you up after you get
1: to a certain point then they're useless at that point. It's a simple formula that they put this obnoxious progression wall behind, and I know exactly what you're talking about. What you're saying is exactly what I could play. So
0: I'm not playing Destiny 3. The story never grabbed me. The story never made sense. And obviously they are never going to make sense of it. So yeah. Sorry. Um, Let's go to another game. Toy Soldiers War Chest.
1: Yay. Yeah, 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 now yeah. I was you just played that today. I no, oh,
0: this is the Xbox 1 game. Oh, that's the Bros other, other Toy Soldiers and Toy Soldiers Cold War are 360 games. Oh, so this is the one that's on Xbox right now and you look on it and they've got an expansion pack with like Duke Nukem or Assassin's Creed and He-Man as your like hero characters you can take control of. The problem with this game is you're talking about difficulty spikes and Tetris effect. There's difficulty spikes in the campaign of toy soldiers war chest gotcha. because you're playing along in the campaign you start off as uh the world war one guys mm-hmm. then you move on to a different set of people you get different units that basically do the same thing yeah but they start throwing dragons at you and all this other stuff and it's just wild about which units and enemies coming there's no progress there's no single line of progression they're not even a um slow exponential progression like Gotcha. Not X two, but X. You know, one of the longer so it's just,
1: ones. It's just wild. And <clears throat> it spikes. I it
0: spikes and it gets out of control real fast. About six levels in, I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to it, and I'm I'm bummed. That's how I feel about Tetris. I'm It was a cool idea, and then they just ruined it. I loved playing st- Toy Soldiers Cold War. I love the tower defense genre. Those are fun games. Uh, this was basically the same thing, and I'm bummed. I'm not going to enjoy the rest of it. Rest in, um, rest
1: in peace, Toy Soldiers.
0: Overcooked. My brother came home for Christmas. I said, here's a controller. Let's play Overcooked. I tried playing it by myself, and it's near fucking impossible. You can And with two people, that game is a lot of fun. It is. So much fun we it's had. It's
1: simple, but again, how far did you get? We played for one night, and we got through maybe...
0: More than a third.
1: Did of all you the levels? get to the level where you were driving and it was a food truck that ripped in half? Yes. That's the hardest yes. level. That is the make or break moment. Of yes, Overture. I think that's the level we got to. That we're, level, you have to start grabbing food and throwing it and staging it and like, and okay, when we split? You got a task. It was and I got really a t- late in the game.
0: We discovered yes. that you could actually dash. Yes. And stuff like you could that. Dash and so, throw food. Um, I think if he, if he ever comes back home, we're gonna play this again. It's
1: a fun party game, but you really do need a group of people to play.
0: Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Garbage. Hard to play. Boring. Hard to play. They updated the graphics. I don't feel like they updated the controls. I felt the controls were
1: sloppy, and I, I got very bored with that style of game.
0: Because, like, you know, I, I never played all the Crash games, so I'm interested in playing all these, just to say I did. But the seems like where you jump is so... I complain about Sunset Overdrive being so precise you got to be right next to the rail, just on the rail. There's no forgiveness in you're it right. right to here. be able to grind. There's no forgiveness in this first Crash game because I haven't played the second or third one because I'm still trying to play the first one. Right. I got to this level where you're jumping up a tower. Boom, 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 yeah, boom, boom, boom. It's like at the very end of the first world. I don't know how you many have to keep jump- You
1: have to keep jumping on more bouncing boxes. Yeah. yeah. I get there and then
0: you get all the way up to the top and I think I'm done. No, no, no. you got to jump across all these different platforms with these unforgiving guys with the shields and all this other shit. And when you miss, you
1: go right back go right to right the back bottom. Right back down
0: to the bottom or die. And it's like, fuck you. So
1: I, I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't know. It's not rewarding. This, there's there, what you it, Crash is one of those games that if you play for five seconds, you've played the whole game. And Mario's the same way. The difference is I feel like Mario at least had some fun to it and it felt like you were in control. But at least Mario... either you could f- it wasn't
0: as unforgiving as this though I agree yeah this game I think is
1: I, I think the fixed camera does this game no favors
0: maybe and then I'll, I'll shut up until we get to the game of the years no I
1: think that's a good because I have
0: I have two more that I want to talk about and then I'm done your drum roll. these are your last two uh, no I, I'm saved the last two till we get to your two and one and we'll do my two and one okay so you're ready for my game number two is that what you're telling me uh what else do you have you had fatal flaw you had trash
1: uh, I had games that I just felt what I call were like serviceable games so these were games that just came out that were like not great like sequel games far you know your annual dump games your battlefields your far cries a lot of- how was battlefield well you never played the battlefield
0: one stories yeah i don't care i was going to ask about five stories cuz i did play I don't- Call of Duty World War 2 Finally, which came out last year. I've
1: never... As, as and I
0: thought that story was pretty good. I, I thought
1: that story was well is worth a try. Major props to EA Dice for allowing me to uninstall the Battlefield 5 story and only play the multiplayer. <laughs> and I thank you for that. Um, Battlefield is... It's kind of like... It's becoming more annualized. It's not every year. It's like every other year. This one takes place in World War Two. Now it'll be interesting to see next year if there's a Battlefront three.
0: Oh yeah, because that's kind of what they've been doing. Where did they drop it the was Battle Battlefront Battlefield One, Battlefront Two, Battlefield Five. Yep, which means this should be a
1: Battlefront three or year. Titanfall three. You're right. Um, yeah, I, feel like with, I feel like with those shooter games, it's eye candy, it looks great on an ultra wide monitor and I love it for that. It's the, that's the game when you were over last time, um, that's the game that I show you and I say this is the tech demo for PC gaming. When you want to you see what an amazing game looks like? This is what an amazing game looks like because that game looks phenomenal. It's photorealistic, very high frame rate, very low input latency, beautiful pretty game. Um, but it's not it doesn't do anything spectacular. It didn't blow me away like a Spider-Man did or like a Red Dead Redemption. It didn't do anything that was like, whoa. And I think as I was as I said earlier, I kind of got away from it, but the, I go back to like what a pa- the game that has a passion to it. And I'm not talking the lead designer standing on a stage and screaming. Just I feel like this was a paint by numbers. like, oh, so you want to make a battlefield game? Well, you're gonna need a shotgun, you're gonna need a machine gun and a hill to capture. And it was just like, there wasn't anything original to it. Even Call of Duty this year. Hey, we're going to make a PUBG clone. Well, yeah, that's been done. PUBG did it. Fortnite did it. Paladins did it. There's so many other games that just like they did that. So as I was looking through, this was like the middle part of my list. These were games that I felt that were like just serviceable. <coughs> um, Ashen and Below, which were really hyped up. Below's been hyped up for five years. It came out. It's a, it's a cheap version of Dark Souls. It's like Dark Souls very light. No story, no sound effects, little pixel guy walking around, you die often, you die early, you have to fight your way back. And people played, it and they're like, this would have been really cool when Dark Souls came out and it was like, what do you mean I'm dead? You mean I lost all my shit? Yeah, that's what I mean. That would have been a great time to debut this game, but we have matured as gamers, just like how you were saying, hey, can turn-based RPGs exist today? Maybe not, I don't know, but... This game definitely has no business being here. So you have a lot of games like that. I you said pixel and I fell asleep. Sorry. Uh, Forza Horizon Four. Everybody's like, the best Forza ever. They're all. It's a racing game. There's, it's done. They've they've beat they've milked that franchise to death. The only redeeming thing of Forza Horizon Four is the Halo level. <laughs> um, WWE 2K19 Paint by Numbers. Hitman Two. Warhammer Vermintide Two. The Crew Two. I thought you liked Vermintide. I did, but it was... After I play. I did a review. I gave it a 9 out of 10. I stand by that. It's a great game. But after you play it for 9, 10 hours... It's just repetitive. It, you beat the main story. There's nothing left to do. There's no point to go back.
0: Well, that's okay.
1: I agree. But they did, the, the way they build up that game of they lock stuff for like later on... It's basically they took Skyrim and they said, we're going to make this first-person combat where you're going to fight hordes of enemies... It's going to be hard at first, and then it's going to get a little easier, then a little easier, then a little easier. Once you get to a certain point, there's no reason to play. You're one-shotting everything. You're getting all the treasures. You're just like, you're bored with it. Like the, it's almost like anti-Tetris effect in the difficulty. Mm-hmm. So to me, those were games that were just like, yeah. And I feel like Moss should be a game everybody's talking about. But really, when you look at Moss, it's a that's the VR. That's the real. If you remember, we bought VR because Rachel wanted right. Moss. That was the reason we bought VR. Did Rachel play? She played it, and she said it was okay. She goes, "It's a three D platformer." <laughs>
0: and, I, and I, I, and you I, told me that at
1: after E three last said, last time, and I went. That doesn't sound like a VR game that you should buy. They hype up the character as if it's going to have some emotion to it. It's this little scrawny rat with a sore arm that you really want to root for. I'm telling you, Ori. It never happens. Celeste play Ori. Celeste. Play Celeste. You'll delete Ori. All right.
0: So I'll talk about some games now that I thought was just I was late to the party to. Okay. And totally missed the train on. I have games like that too. But ones you're playing now. Or ones you want. To the ones play. I played this year that I, <clears throat> I just finally played, years old. But you're ready. But new to you. New to me.
1: But not ready to come. And not ready, playing
0: ready. them so many years later did them a disservice,
1: or it made it
0: easier for me to see the flaws. Yes. Or see the patterns. And you're saying, Charlie, I'm going to stab you in the pen. I'm going to stab you in the eye. <laughs> so these are PlayStation games, oh my God. which I played on my PlayStation 4. I went on travel, and I <sighs> borrowed the first travel trip I went on. I, I bought my own games. I bought God of War 3 Remastered Yes. because I never played it. I wanted to finish the original trilogy story, yes. and I had a great time playing classic God of War 3. Yes, yes. <clears throat> So much fun. Yes. Button mashing, sex, gore, angry motherfucker. Just leveling beautiful. up. Leveling up. up everything, getting all these weird weapons and all yes. this stuff. And, yes. and magic. Yes. And so much fun. Great game, great game, yes. great game. I agree. Can't recommend it enough if you love the original God of War games. I agree. God of War is phenomenal. God of War 3 Remastered. Uh, and then I went into the Uncharted Nathan Drake Collection. They look good. They look good. I played the first Uncharted. I was like, that was fun. And then I was like, you know, it's a 10-year-old game, so I can see where this grows and stuff like that. I played Uncharted 2. I liked it a little more. I could see where they where they grew from the Uncharted games and stuff. Yeah. My problem with the Uncharted games, I think, as I played 3, I played 1, 2, and 3. Did I? No, I think I played God of War. I played 1 and 2. And then I played God of War and then three.
1: Maybe I so played God of War first. That's I played God of War first. You're, first. you're, right, you're right.
0: right. So I played one, two, and three back-to-back over a period of like... Four days. Four or five days. Because <laughs> I had a weekend in there. I was on a two-week trip on travel. I had a weekend. And I blazed through Uncharted 2 and 3 in like two days. Right. <clears throat> and s- seeing that, playing all those three in, this, in the same span left me with a taste in my mouth that I was like, mm, this is a developer that everybody hails as the greatest developer in PlayStation's stable. Yes. PlayStation's canon. And after playing those three games, I was like, I can see where these games were good when they came out and exciting. But right. to me, they did replaying them, mm-hmm. even though you are there years later, but they're the remastered versions. This is the PS4 versions, mm-hmm. you know, um, late to the game. Help me see their flaws a lot more. Very linear. The controls for Nathan very like they're not very fluid. He's his the way he turns almost feels like original Lara Croft in that first game. You know
1: he's very or like a suggestion rather than a uh,
0: than a command
1: command. Like yeah, I'm I understand. playing with um, I understand.
0: you know Alexios in Odyssey or Bayek in Origins, Assassin's Creed. They do exactly what you it's want. Exactly what you want when you want it. Nathan Drake, a little slower to do everything. A slower run, I think, doesn't help the pace. His running pace is kind of kind of slow. Um, you know, I thought the shooting mechanics were a little weird. Like, this game is supposed to be an action shooter. Mm-hmm. Similar to the way... Like, it's really similar to Gears of War. The Gears of War games were coming out at the exact same time, and I felt like Gears of War did... The, did the shooting better than Uncharted. Gotcha. Because that's really what Gears of War... In both those games, you're running from cover to cover, doing stuff, and yeah, Uncharted has some climbing and stuff, but Gears of War had ladders and some puzzles and driving sequences. They're basically the same game. But I would rather go back and play those original Gears of War games because the shooting mechanics are so much better gotcha. than play any of the Uncharted games, 1, 2, or 3.
1: I so, think in similar way that today you... I fired up the Nintendo Classic because I was curious about something about Tetris, uh-huh. and I was on the phone with Rachel, and you were playing Battlefield nineteen forty three, and you played it for about three minutes because I talked to Rachel for five, so about three. No, of No, this minutes. was nineteen forty three. yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, not Battlefield. This Panther. is the plane game, yeah. Yes, the top down where you fly the little plane south to north, and you shoot waves of no, enemies. No, that one you can go all the way around. It's, you can do. And you got favorite. and you played it, and you were. I could see you were like. I couldn't hey. be the first level. <laughs> But you know, you look at that game, obvious, and you see that the games that spawned years later, Ikaruga and all these other um, games that were like, whoa, that really defined that kind of style of gameplay. To me, when you talk about Uncharted, that's what I think. If you didn't have a game like Uncharted, you wouldn't have Tomb Raider. Because no action-adventure game existed the way Uncharted did at the well, time. Well, Tomb Raider existed before Uncharted. And it was shit. And that's why everyone loved Uncharted. I'm not the original Tomb. Ra- I'm not talking the know, remastered. I know, I know. I'm talking the original Laura Kauf, pixel boobs, all that stuff. Those games cannot hold a candle remotely. I'm not even talking graphics. And I, I remember dinner. playing demos of the
0: first Tomb Raider, and she was hard to turn. You had to stop
1: yes, and turn and her and pivot and pivot. Um, so I, yeah. I understand what you're saying. You know, unfortunately, you're gonna play Last of Us at some point. You like it or you won't. I won't. Know. I did play Last of Us. You did? Yeah. You beat it. I beat it. I don't remember you saying that you didn't like it though, right? Because I
0: think you blocked it out because I said it must have been. This is another one I played. I didn't play Uncharted Four yet.
1: Okay, but I was gonna say Uncharted Four and Last of Us is just more is more the same thing. So I played. There's no difference. And then so I I played those three and I was like, okay, these are
0: all kind of the same. The stories were varying from from one to two to three. Right. I thought two had the best story. I didn't like three as much, but I didn't see like. I which one Greg Miller likes the most. Three, maybe. Three, which like is... Like the pinnacle of games. I didn't think it was that good. He's high. I like number two better. Two as well. Um, but after playing those in such close proximity, I was tired of that style of game. And it was you... clear. I was like, okay, Naughty Dog makes one type of game in this generation, and it's uncharted. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break. I had Last of Us ready to go. I downloaded it. I bought it for this That's right. You waited. And I waited. I said, I'm going to give myself a break and play other things and come back to The Last of Us and see what the most lauded game of the PlayStation 3 generation, the number one PlayStation 3 game on many, 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 lists can bring to me because this is the game that apparently that put, you know, not, not put Naughty Dog on the map, but cemented their position as the number one PlayStation developer in the Stony Stable studio, which is in question now after 2018, I believe. The, co- the story... We're talking about two games we're going to talk about later. So, The Last of Us played it. it plays just like any other Uncharted game. The, st- I, I, the only thing that was added from The Last of Us in terms of gameplay was the crafting system, which I did like. I did like, but I also went back and looked at like some old videos of the PS3 in the way that they mapped it to PS4 with like the map button and select or whatever. Yeah. Huge improvement apparently from the original PS3 version. So I was like, well, so is it really that great great if the crafting system wasn't that great on PS3, but it's greatly improved on PS4? Like I don't know. The graphics look good. I played on my HDR, you know, 4K TV upstairs, looked amazing. I played for graphics rather than gameplay. Right. You know, 30 frames a second, it's fine with me. And, um, but same thing, very linear. You can't go here, you can't go there. Right. Here's a door here, here's a door here. Mm -hmm. You can only go through certain doors. um, That kind of stuff. It was more emotional than the Uncharted games, designed to be that way. But there weren't, like, the Uncharted games had me pulse pounding, and there were times where I was playing. Last of Us where I was like kind of bored because it's so empty at times and you're listening to Ellie and them talk but ultimately I think like playing it years later after all the hype and hearing about it it's the number one number one number one number one and I played it and I was like this is not that the is number one game for that generation for me You, I think two things happen one like because people say it's the greatest game of the last generation PlayStation and Xbox agreed. and I'm like no and you think it's what, Years of War? I don't think
1: it's Years of War. I don't think it's Last of Us, though. What you, just curious. What do you think it is? You I don't know. It, you'd have to think about it. I'd but have to think about it. Okay. I think, I, I think you binged a game that... Um, I could binge games, but apparently you can't because you got burnt up. <laughs> I could see the look in your face when you were... But I, I really waited. I waited like... I played this in October, Oh, I know. I'm just saying you. And been, I played you, the other ones you blew in July. Through, you blew through all the Uncharted's, and you. I could just see as you were doing reviews on YouTube that you were just like, "Oh, another game." Like it was like, "Well, I gotta go to work today." Um, but you know, it, maybe had you played it in the perfect emotional state, it still might not have appealed to you. If my wife left I, me, or my child died, and I had to play this game,
0: it would be heartbreaking. I would be broken, and I probably would love it more. But because I'm not a damaged person, I didn't think it was that good. I didn't think the story was that good. The clickers weren't that interesting. I think it's Just all... another weird take on zombies.
1: Yeah, see, I, and I think if you look back, I think the reason why, and I can't speak for everyone, I can speak for me. When I think to Uncharted, it pushed that genre so far leaps and bounds in an action-adventure game that no other game had done at the time. Have other games emulated and copied it and plagiarized it? Absolutely. Have they done it better? Absolutely. But I think back to the first Uncharted, I think of playing games on my GameCube of cuz you remember, you know, I'm going to GameCube and then starting to work my way up on PlayStation PlayStation 2. I think of what those action adventure games were. You had Splinter Cell which was cool. You had Siphon Siphon Filter which came out which was good. Then you had this Indiana Jones like lots of action, weird set pieces. He likes this girl, he breaks up emotional things that never happened in a game before. You never had a game where your character met this girl <coughs> and then they break up. They, that never happened. Because it was like, why would you have a game about that? That's dumb. But to me, Naughty Dog pushed all those boundaries in so many directions. I like the characters. They right. make a Naughty Dog movie. I'll go see it. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, but you gotta... so, so not Naughty Dog, Uncharted. I know what you mean. So, to me, you look at that. You look at the mature tone of the game, which didn't exist before, you look at the gunplay, which is dated now, but at the time, with realistic sound effects and everything, really wasn't happening. It really wasn't. Um, so, to me, I think that's to me that's why I you look had, at it. I you, look at it fondly.
0: You had Call of Duty two. When did the, when the first one came out? Like two thousand ten.
1: Call of Duty was over the top. Just well, no, but it had it had realistic effects. It did, gun, it did, it play. did, it did have realistic sound and then you effects. And had Gears had war, which is a guns. much smoother experience, cover-based shooter than Uncharted. But it was a hallway shooter. You stood in the hallway and waves here, here, and we're gonna mount you on a fifty cal, shoot down the hallway. But there are hallways in Uncharted as well. There were. You go into areas and there's a bunch of logs,
0: similar to places in Gears, there even were. in Gears One. There were with cover. You base. Can Go play the Ultimate there Edition there and say the same thing.
1: It's all cover based and there's waves of guys coming at you in different directions. I just feel like the, I felt like, and many people feel this way, you're clearly in the minority, which is fine. And you're, you're entitled to your opinion and you can think everybody else is wrong. But the, the levity of that game, the, the mechanics of that game, all genre breaking it, if you didn't have that game, games would be very different today. Just like how people love the first Halo, go back and play the first Halo. I did play it. It was very slow. It's very slow. Exactly. But you look at a game like Halo 5 now, which is the pinnacle of gaming. <laughs> but you play that. My point is, at the, you're right. At the time, it was phenomenal. Looking back at the, the emulated things that games have done, sure, it doesn't do as much stuff. You don't have a mini-map, da, 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 all this kind of stuff. I get it. But at the time, people will th- – because it's nostalgia. You can never take that moment away from when people first played Uncharted, the very first time you're on that boat – you're driving. You're running around in a wetsuit. You see the reflections of his water. You're shooting the handgun. The, sh- the little shells are flying off. He's got his girlfriend. He likes her. He doesn't like her. you got this old guy who's kind of his mentor. You see a little backstory of them, these flashbacks that didn't exist in games. It really didn't. So, But I understand what you're saying. I mean, everybody's inside of their opinion. The good thing is there are so many good games out there. You can find the one you like. Um, but I think you are totally fucking wrong. <laughs> You <laughs> Just see look on Brett's face as I like, butter him up and stab him right in the face. Anyways, I, in Last of Us, all I can say is it was very emotional. There wasn't a game that got, to, and I, I don't have kids. I don't want kids. I, I don't. I think I don't think there should be kids in Brett's face. <laughs> and uh, but the him losing his daughter at the beginning, it got to me. It really made me feel. It bad. got to me. At, being a dad, it got, really got to me. It really made me feel bad, and that was the kind of game where when Joel and Ellie are walking around talking. You're watching two people hate each other grow together. And that was a really cool thing. By the so diverse in their backgrounds, Joel doesn't like her. He's a package. It's just more money to get to the next thing. And watching him slowly grow and as with her was really cool to see. And I think back to games where I was that emotionally connected to a character and my beloved child of the classes did that to me in spades. That's why it means so much to me. But I can't think of I wasn't connected. Bayek and Cassandra all oh, those fuck those. Shut up, shut up. I don't care about those characters. <laughs> but the way the way Joel and Ellie, I they they cared. I they cared me. I I mean they're they're my people. Bayek, Good fuck boy. that guy. What a loser. We're gonna talk about them in a minute. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Now, the grand finale. The grand finale. Are you ready for your number two? This is okay. Can I make a statement before we begin? Yeah. Um, Halo is my absolute favorite current game. It's not on the list. I stuck to games that came out during the year. Okay. If we went by the amount of times I played a game or what a game means to me, Halo 5 is like one tick below Shadow of the Colossus all time. It's that important to me. So that said, number two, Hellblade Senua Sacrifice. It was really fucking good. Really got to me. I don't think you played this one. Mm -mm. Back to the theme of passion. This poor girl goes through so much shit to try to overcome her mental condition. It's... The amount of, like, crap she goes through blows my mind. The determination and drive she has. Um, The game is based in Norse mythology. Um, She has... She suffers from... She hears voices in her head. The voices, you hear them in your head. They're constantly talking to you. They're laughing at you. They're helping you. The combat's really tight. This, the mechanics in terms of like the puzzle solving is really, really good. It's a very, I've never played anything like it. Where she's trying to find... Almost like Tetris Effect, she's trying to find patterns in the world. Because that's how she copes with things. I'm not even sure, honestly, if she even went through what she thinks she went through. At the end of the game... I'm not sure if she was just sitting in her house imagining everything or she really did this. It doesn't, It's ambiguous. It, it doesn't really matter, honestly. It's her story. But it was It was one of those games that, like, I heard a lot about. Maybe, like, you know how you heard a lot about uh, Last of Us and you played it and you're like, eh? The hype built. I hear Hellblade, 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 Hellblade. You see the actress come on stage. She's crying. I've never done anything like this. And then I played it and I was like, okay, I see it. I see it. These guys were right. This was definitely. How long is that game? 10 hours? 10. Maybe 8 if you're... Once you kind of get the gist of it. Because they don't explain things to you. Mm-hmm. She's so trying to open a door and there's like a lightning bolt. And you're like, what the fuck? And you walk around and you're like, oh, that tree looks like a lightning bolt. And you look at the tree and it's like, lightning bolt. I'm like, oh, okay. I got to go find patterns now. So you start off finding patterns. And then it changes to something else, changes to something else. But that's one of those games that to me, years from now, I will look back at and think like, that really got to me. Because I think everybody can identify with that character of like... She went through some serious shit and she, you know, I'm not going to give it away, but she went through some serious shit and you can look at that and you can find, you can relate to anything in your life, going to work, having a kid, anything, time your car broke down and to watch her go through these trials and tribulations and what happens to her. It's like, holy smokes. Like that was like, you think you got it bad. You know what I mean? So to me, number two, okay. Okay. So I have. If you say fucking Assassin's Creed Odyssey <laughs> and Assassin's Creed Origins, I will punch you in the fucking I have face. Three games left. I want to talk about.
0: What's okay, the three games? And these these are my top games of twenty eighteen. One more heavily than the other. Of like, it's kind of like there's two at number one. Okay, that's fine. And one at number two.
1: Okay, let's give me your number two game. So what do you want? I want your number two game. You want my number two game? You choose your words very fucking carefully. I mean, okay. Brett's so, doing that nervous smile because <laughs> he doesn't know how to throw a glass at him. What is your number two uh, game? You know what? Let's do number three. This okay. I,
0: oh, you want to do three? Two, I one? have four games in my top three. You already did your number three. Okay, yes. So my hard. number three this year, God of War. The remake. Number three? Number three. Wait, did you say the remake? The, the one with the... Boy! Norse legend God of War. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. And I think it's your number one. So maybe you can save your piece on it, and we'll argue about it then. Okay. I'll be but quiet. So God of War, great game. A must play. Everyone should play God of War. Agree. Yes. yes. A million yes, percent. Yes, yes, yes.
1: A million, billion thousand percent. They
0: changed the voice actor from the crazy guy from God of War 3 Remastered
1: yeah, to Chris
0: Judge. Chris something. Judge. He, If you watch Stargate, the TV show... He was the guy with the the alien guy with the stupid thing on his head. Okay, so a known guy, not to me, but known ish in in sci fi circles, he is known. But what is strange is that they took this guy who's been on, you know, I don't know how many seasons they made seventeen seasons of this weird Stargate show. Seventeen never seasons. did anything else of note yeah. afterwards. And here he is. <laughs> and here he is doing a great performance his in calling. this movie. His he, true calling. Maybe. Good boy. Props to him. Um, I think all the. The voice acting in this game is great. All the I'm just motion capture belief. and stuff is great. I mean, I'm just sitting in disbelief. I liked the combat. Your three games are going to be... But a, what I oh didn't... <laughs> <laughs> you hyped up to me, I think, too much. The, worst the first game. time you throw the axe and game. you hit that return button. It's the worst Some game. big fucking oomph. I was supposed to get the magical boner. As soon as I hit the oomph, when this axe returned, I hit the, the button to get the axe to return... I did not get the magical boner. I was like, "Oh, that's cool. I like this." And as you did puzzles and stuff, where you have to like leave the axe there and cross this and then recall it later, right. I love that. That was cool. That's a really cool uh, little puzzle making. You know, I thought that was really cool. Um, I thought the combat, while very different from the first one, was a li- like I never really thought that I mastered it. Um, I was doing the upgrades I was adding upgrades and I was like powering them up and I was trying these different moves but I think the way that they were wanted you to like hold this button and then like a instead of one two three the way most games are and one two three four mm-hmm. one two one two three four one two three four and it was one two three one two three I gotcha that kind of stuff threw me off because rhythm was Way different, Gotcha. and if I had maybe the, if they taught you the rhythm somewhere in the game, like doing a dance or something to get into that rhythm, I maybe I would have learned, but like all the the cool stuff, the combos where you could, you know, toss your t- press a button and hold and then wait for it to come back and then do two, three, and four, right, and something cool would happen. Like I never really got those. I was slowly, um, strategically heavy attack, slow attack combos right. using powers using atreus that stuff i was still successful but i gotcha. never got the wow factor of the game gotcha um i think the i tried to do all the extra stuff i did all the side quests mm-hmm. did all that i did the muspelheim challenge which i didn't think i was going to get through honestly when i started it i was like this is gonna be fucking hard because i've now mastered all these other combos I beat it. I beat the original thing. And then they're like, do it again. Yeah. And I was like, no oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> um, I went into, was it Alfheim? The Mist World? Oh, it was Musclefheim and Niflheim? Nifl. No, Niflheim's the elf world. The Mist World with ice. Alfheim. Trauma, yeah. <clears throat> went into that world. Didn't get what the point of that world was. The ch- Like
1: outside the story. Is that the one where you were running and the poison slowly, you slowly died to the poison? No, it's different
0: one. There's this is something like you could go back and this was in the story. You did a couple things and got back, but you could go back into the ice world with the wind challenges. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And you could I do understand. other challenges yeah. or go outside. I never. That wasn't clear how to do that. It was like, ah, gotcha. whatever. The poison world, the labyrinth one, is really the one I had an issue with. Okay. Okay. I felt that was like really weird, really unfair. Um, Best just, armor yeah. in the game. You got in there. Okay. And then. Not to mention the Valkyries. I think I beat four, three or four. And then the difficulty on these other ones was just insane. Much less, I had to do the Poison World to get to this Valkyrie. And I was reading up on it. And it said, oh, by the way, your poison's hurting you as the Valkyrie's hurting you. Absolutely right. And then, you know, unless you have the right runes from elsewhere in the world, it's like, you're not going to beat this Valkyrie. And then you'll never get to the final Valkyrie, which is, I discovered her lair. You know, I was going back and putting all the bones back as I defeated these other Valkyries. These aren't story spoilers, but things you can do in the game, checklist things. And I never felt like um, a sort of casual player could really explore everything in that game, as well as somebody who was really skilled at games and stuff could. So that's why it's my number three game um, very technically competent, great story, great characters, great combat, but was not as friendly as I wanted it to be. And that's okay. I don't play Dark Souls because I know it's not a friendly game to me. The sitting and waiting and the stamina bar, managing and stuff doesn't appeal to me. This didn't have a stamina bar. I was happy about that. But, um, you know, not my number one game of this year. My number two game, which I enjoyed playing much more. Like, I enjoyed God of War, and there were some wow moments at the very end when they finally told you the boy's name. That stuff. I love Norse mythology. I was a little bummed you didn't get to explore all the worlds because they had the world tree. They were all there. It's just like, uh, well, there's nine realms we told you about. We're going to let you do five. It's like, okay, save stuff for the second game. That's fine. But is the second game going to have all nine? No. It'll have the other four. You know, in whatever adventure's going on in Midgard, wherever you're at. Um, so that was like a little bummer to me. And then I also feel like the story was very compact to where when you played God of War 1, 2, and 3, they used enough of the Greek mythology to give you not just a taste, but a good helping. Like, because I think there are so many Greek myths um, that are out there that are awesome that are readable that there's a lot to pull from right so maybe it's a source material thing there are Norse myths that are out there material to pull from did they pull from any of them no not in the way the original ones did like they pulled characters you know Freya is a person um uh Thor does not show up in the game but he's a person they could have used the guy that was the main antagonist whose name they hide for way too fucking long And then finally give you his name. He's a guy, but he's totally different in the Norse mythology than um, what he is, like what it truly should be. And then um, maybe I know too much. Maybe that was my problem. The two sons of the guy that you fight in this dual boss battle that was really cool. Like there wasn't enough stuff to do with them or, you know, there there are like great feats, great things that happen in Norse mythology that they could have explored and gone down that path. But instead they chose to keep it like so focused I think it did a disservice to the God of War like oomph to oomph-ness of the old games. Mm-hmm. And that's a departure. Maybe that's, that's what it's supposed to be. But like you open Pandora's box. You're climbing um, one of the titans that's holding up the world. I forget what his name Atlas in one of the original God of War games. You're climbing Mount Olympus. You're going down into Hades. Seems like every fucking original God of War game. Glad we didn't do I that. Hate stuff. You know, I agree. Um, but like, there's, they hit so many different points. There's a Pegasus. There's Hercules. There's all those other God of War games. Drew from a lot more, and I felt like, they, this world was really barren, where the old worlds felt really alive, and I know that was part of the story. Is like this is after, the Norse gods have done whatever they've done. Everything was barren. Everything was ancient. Kind of stuff, but I felt like it hindered it a little bit. My enjoyment of it from what I thought a God of War game should be. Still a great game, still a must play. But what I want to see in the sequel is more mythology pulled from the way that they did. Because they found enough for three games and all that. They should be able to find enough for three games in in this one. And since they saved so much for what seems to be the other games, they used so little of it. Let's uh, try to think. The world map, I think, was a hindrance for me. Um, you know, it wanted you to do all these things go do the, the dwarf stories, the armors. I did all that stuff. I enjoyed those puzzles. I thought those were great. But having fast travel points on the map and then not being able to use them when you're doing side quests was a fucking hassle. So. Like, me, I'm a person, if you give me fast travel, I'm going to use it just because it's a time saver. I, th- I thought that was a little disservice. Like, oh, you can only use fast travel in, like, three three spots in the a little bit here, a little bit there during the story. Oh, and then you can use it all the time after you beat the story. And I was like, the way I like to do stuff is a little of this, a little of this, a little of this, you know, and then I beat the story and I did all the Alfheim, Muspelheim stuff, so... Not having fast travel hindered my enjoyment of the game. so I know it's your number one. I'm just saying, so just save your piece.
1: I'm just saying. I'll go to my number two. This, is, this uh, It's all Brent. I haven't said anything about time. My number I'm, two. I'm still here, guys. I'm Marvel Spider-Man! Number
0: is good. I loved it more than God of War. For the stuff I talked about earlier, for the costumes, it's very good. the little details, the passion, the ability to... The way they doled out the checklist things for you to do, the different activities... Do all these, or do a little of this? I did them all at once. I did them all at once, and yes. I was like doing a lot of story. And then like, oh, by the way, here's more of this to do. Here's more of this to do. And instead of overwhelming you, it was a little, 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 little. little. I thought agree. that was a great design choice.
1: They were very that pacing in that game is. I think the new gold standard in, in open world games pacing. I,
0: I I played God of War. I enjoyed it. I agree.
1: I Got did not think it. about playing
0: God of War while I wasn't. I thought about playing Spider Man.
1: When it wasn't. Gotcha. That's why it's my number two. Okay. I think that's a good pick. I, I want to hear... I you want to hear my number one? I want to tell me what you're... You your, want to hear my number if one? If you say Odyssey or Origins, <laughs> that's your two, right? Is it? Is that what so I have... Uh, you have it's here. hard to say. So
0: one game I played a majority of in 2018 and right. beat. Yes. And that was what? And one game I started in 2018 and I'm still playing and have not beat. Okay. So that's why I'm like putting them but they're so identical. Similar. I want to put them
1: together. I see. Okay, go ahead. Tell me all about it. So my
0: number one game of 2018 has got to be Assassin's Creed Origins. And, <laughs> and, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey combined. So I'm I'm playing yes. Odyssey right now. Yes, the, the, I'm loving it. The new I have Assassin's not beat Creed. it. Um, there's still a lot to do. That like, formula of the new Assassin's Creed, you love oh, it. You love so good. it. You love it. So good. But Origins, oh, I loved. I loved Origins. For the you. way they spelt everything out, the denouement at the very last moment in the game when you didn't think there's going to be anything, because like there's one moment in the very last moment of the game where you find out where the symbol comes from. And it, that was like the Danu Ma. That was like the icing on the cake. Like I spurted everywhere when I saw that. I was like, <laughs> it just makes so much sense yes. with what they've done with Bayek. And, you know, not having like a, a mini map and, you know, having to use the eagle to identify targets and, right. you know, find different things. And Such a companion. Find the ch- – yeah.
1: What was it, Banu or something? What was the name of it? Senu. Senu. Senu.
0: Yeah. I've all speaking of mythologies – this is like the year of mythology, right? right. I got you're right. Norse mythology in God of War. And in- I got Greek mythology in Odyssey, which is my probably all-time favorite. I've always been interested in Egyptian mythology. <clears throat> so Origins allowed me to explore that. The difference between Norse and Greek and Egyptian mythology, while they're both polytheistic, lots of gods, lots of deities and stuff, there's not as many famous stories about the Egyptian gods interacting with each other than there are with the Norse gods. Like you have the rivalry between Thor and Loki, Odin and his sons and Mm Balder and um, Surtur, the the fire giant, the frost giants, all the nine realms, you know, in um, Greek mythology, you have Athena, Hera, Zeus, Zeus. Hercules, and Zeus is constantly sleeping with other humans making new gods. Hera gets jealous, makes their lives miserable. Um, and then that rivalry between those two, um, Hades, Poseidon, all these different things like exist together. And, right. And, you know, the different heroes, Perseus, Theseus, Hercules, I mentioned four or five times. Achilles. Right. Achilles. Uh, you got Icarus in there. You know, he was in the old God of War three. I was like, Icarus and his father. You know, that's great. Oh, Brent's voice is on. Okay. It's going, it's you. going. Oh, but oh, oh, he's still going to assassin's house. Being able to walk around ancient Egypt, even though it wasn't that ancient. You like it was that. in the age of Cleopatra. The Romans were there. You had the Egyptian guards were there. Right. I really thought, I was like, that's an interesting time to do ancient Egypt. Because it wasn't the height of the Egyptian empire. It was like the denouement of what you think of as classic ancient Egypt. There's a lot of Greek influence mm-hmm. and stuff. But it turned out to be a great choice really interesting time like alexander the great had came and went right you know left his m- mark on there with alexander so they could have just done the, the same way
1: and done egypt but they chose a really unique time of egypt so yeah. you had to see a lot of injection of julius caesar right. um Marcus. because that's um, always been the fun thing in assassin's creed is see, you know working with leonardo the yeah. and uh, so it was neat to see these major people come and go and leave their mark exactly and you were kind of you were observing it Exactly. Um, I thought the story was great. I, I know thought you loved all the DLC. That you know,
0: Got what I really back. liked too was the side missions. This is the first time in, in Assassin's Creed where I've played like every single side mission, every single time one pop, maybe except for three or four in Origins. Wow, but I played probably like 95% of them because they were so interesting, they were so good. I mean, they still were fetch quests and stuff. Yeah. That's typical. Right. But, um, or go kill this guy or go kill that guy. Mm-hmm. But they always tied the character bits at the beginning and the end were so engaging. The characters of some random Egyptian guy who, oh, somebody came and stole this. I really need it back. Right. You go and steal it and you come back and there's a twist. Turns out he didn't really own it before. He was using it to impress this woman. Yeah. Uh, there was a multi-story and then you would complete that and then it would say, oh, by the way, can you do this for me? So, one little icon would do a side quest you'd finish it and then it would say new quest and then it would go into like this so one little icon on a side quest could go into five or six steps of different quests right and would leave so it was not just the main story arc there were multiple arcs that you could find or not find depending on what you did and i thought that was great the um the world and origins the desert the mountains the farmland region, the water region, where you're like all of, all the different islands. Like there's a lot of varying types of land in origins. I thought that was great. The use of boats was great. Not the I didn't like the naval missions as much, but getting on a boat and going across a lake, and going down a river was a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> that was great. When I re- I was already in love with the game when I beat it. And then I got the DLC. First DLC, okay. The second DLC is a must-play if you liked Origins even mediocrely. You, unfortunately, have to beat the game to level up to level 40. Then you have to play the first DLC, which is okay, to get to level 45. But to get to the third DLC, you have to be level 45, so you have to level up somehow. And it's 45 to 50, but that is where I really was like, um, blew me over the top. With the ideas that they were exploring in this game, it's the Valley of the Kings, which if you I was looking for in the thing, and I know you didn't like any of the tombs. You did. You thought they were pointless exploration puzzles. He's talking to Jim. I'm Slayer. I liked a lot.
1: So I'm just staring and listening.
0: If you thought those were great, wait until you play the Valley of the Kings DLC. It will be a be- long wait. <laughs> what was so cool about it, which they, I didn't know. You go into each tomb and you explore the tomb. You find your little extra ability point. Uh Then you go through a crack in the wall with a bright light shining through it. You go in this crack in the wall. Sometimes you're there immediately. Most of the time you have to cross this bridge. And there's people guarding the bridge, but they are not regular guards. They're like the animal-headed guards um, jackal-headed guards oh. or bird-headed guards from the mythology, from the hieroglyphics you've been seeing on the wall the entire game right. that you never encountered. In real life. In real life. Nice. And you got to battle these guys to get to what back. turns out to be that tomb's owner, that pharaoh, whoever it was, mm-hmm. their afterlife. Every pharaoh has a different afterlife. They're all different. One is a great grassy plain with giant scorpions that you get to battle. Multiple ones which are great Mm -hmm. because they have this the tail, they have the stingers, they're great enemies to fight. Beautiful, all rendered beautifully. There's another one that's like a big lake, you know, and with a huge temples and the sun at the top of this pyramid. You gotta climb to the top of this pyramid. Um, there was one Tutankhamun's underworld, I think, was the most interesting. You're in a giant canyon at perpetual nighttime lit by torchlight and the stars climbing cliffs to get to the highest heights there's still one treasure in this main like rock formation right in the middle that i cannot find that i could not find i found it with Senu. i know where it is it's marked on the map i cannot find the entrance this hidden entrance into this rock to get this treasure and getting everything in these little tombs and afterlife was everything for me it was so great it's fantastic the story was cool and not that only that then the boss battles that are at the end of each afterlife right. you're fighting these pharaohs to redeem their spirits so that they can be at peace because something's disturbed the world that you're not at peace um, was great very inventive very challenging a lot of them some of them weren't some of them were but very very good the combat and origins changing things from attack and counter to light and heavy on the shoulder buttons I thought was very good you got the lock on thing no stamina bar, thank God. Um, and then adding the super attack and adding the abilities in the ability tree I thought was very cool because I don't remember an ability tree in the old Assassin's Creed games like in Black Flag. Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't you think upgraded that. your person, like you upgraded your armor. Yeah, but I don't think there Black was... Black Flag, you got up to four guns. Yeah, there wasn't New skills. weapons, so okay. you could upgrade your weapons here, upgrade your armor, and you had the ability tree to add new skills to you know, make you quieter or make, you know, fire damage or right. other stuff. Origins, great game. 10 out of 10 for me. I would go back and replay that. I'm playing Odyssey. There are things that are different that I like and don't like. Like I was telling you at lunch the other day, the abilities are now assignable and you have to activate them. Mm-hmm. They're not always passive. I kind of prefer the always passive abilities than the ones you can activate. But it's also making me pick a play style. Mm -hmm. But it's not punishing it for me the way, like, I played Splinter Cell Blacklist this year. I didn't talk about it. But it was punishing. You got less points for being all-out attack than you did for being all-out stealth.
1: stealth This
0: doesn't punish you for being all-out stealth, all-out warrior, all-out You just play how you want and you put the points on what you want. Exactly. And the great part about it is that it's not permanent. You can go into an encounter encounter with the Nemean Lion. A legendary lion who apparently Hercules killed, but there's another one that you got to go kill. Legendary beasts are throughout the land in Greece. you got to do that, but you're having difficulty with them. There's a boar I encountered in, in Fikos that I had difficulty with. You can reset your abilities at any point in time. They'll all go back into your counter. So you can reset. You said, you know what? I was too aggressive. Right. I can go back. I want to stay at a distance. I'm going to reset all my points. Put them all, and then I can reassign them in all hunter abilities mm-hmm. and focus on using my bow and arrow and staying at a distance with this animal cool. and all that. And then once you're done, <clears throat> reset again. You can bring them all back to your regular, whatever your regular play style is. I think that is so cool, being able to, to redo anything at a whim. It's something I think that's never been done in a in a game before where they're like, add a point to your abilities. You know, add this, add that. Well. The ship combat. <laughs> okay. Is like Black Flag. Um, oh, that's good. You have arrows instead of cannons. You can upgrade your hull, your ram. It's, it's kind of the same sammy. Um, but it is like a – I haven't relied on it enough because I'm still on the main continent exploring everything via horse right. and fast travel points. But I do I – mean, I am getting to a point where I've pretty much explored everything. Right. And I do have to get in a ship to go off to islands and stuff. What's also cool is that they got – in the new Odyssey game, they got factions. They got Sparta, and Athens are at war. In each region, you can damage whoever's ruling it to trigger a battle to then flip it, switch it. But at the end of each battle, if you win, whatever you choose, you get gear. Epic, legendary gear, whatever, which is cool. And then as you're running through these areas, you you can choose to attack an Athenian soldier or a Spartan soldier wherever you are at any given time. They might not attack you. They might, depending where you are. Gotcha. Depending on who's ruling So, and who you're serving. What's also great is that you'll go and clear out a bandit camp. You'll find a side quest and go, and if somebody goes, oh, these bandits are, are hurting my people. I need them taken care of. And my Alexios will go, haven't you heard? I've already taken care of them. Pay me my document. And they go, boom, you're done. It's not like you have to go back there and reset All the enemies reset when you activated this quest. It's a one-time thing. It's a real, living, persistent world. Everything you do has an effect, and I love it. So those are my number one games for 2018. And Odyssey might be my number one game for
1: 2019. You have to hear about it again next year. It could be. I didn't get to play it yet, and I'm looking forward to it. I hope you like it. Can't argue with your passion or your 54-minute monologue, (laughs) because I timed it. I will say that... um, it's good. I'm glad that people are as passionate about games as I am. So regardless of what your number one, two, three is, it really doesn't matter. The fact that it's not God of War is your fucking high. Um, <coughs> I sang God of War's praises? Everything. No, you shit on it. That's okay. Everything. I said there were things I thought could have better. You, you said so many <coughs> I can't counter everything you said because I don't remember it. But I'll say this. Um, specific to Assassin's Creed. The problem is, and I, it's a great game. I played Origins, I liked it, I didn't love it. You didn't beat it though. I don't you yeah, think I not I desire. don't think you got far enough into it to really enjoy it. And I'll never I don't think I'll ever play it again. Maybe I will. You never know. I got Odyssey coming next week. I'm really excited to try that. I did enjoy I told you I was thinking about a little bit I played, it grabbed me. I don't know if it's because of my Greek culture or what. <laughs> um, a lot of problems that I have with Odyssey are like you were you're really excited about remapping your scope points. That is not a new thing. I know it's new to you, and that's exciting. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not shitting on it. Ubisoft, in general, to me, I'm really glad, first of all, that they got rid of, like, they had or, they had Unity, which I didn't think was that great. I didn't even play it. It's okay. They had, I forget, it was Syndicate, Syndicate, again. Also okay. And finally, I love what they did with Origins, because they said, you know what? What we're doing isn't working. And I'm really glad they did that. Unfortunately, it seems to me, and I don't know, you'll, you'll be the one to tell me since you pretty much Platinum, so to speak, Odyssey, um, or Origins rather, I'm sorry, you'll have to tell me how much of it is starting to be the same old, same old again. And I think Ubisoft has always had that problem of taking something and driving it into the ground. I think they changed enough in Odyssey that it's... It's like fresh still? Fresh. Still I'm glad, because I played Assassin's Creed, uh, Brotherhood, 2... Um, because they there the, was another the one. main uh, things origins that they changed. Not origins. What was the there was a, there was brother there was Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 2 Revelation all these Brotherhood. And they were all great. And they just did minor things. Suddenly he has a hook and it's like oh, right. oh my god, a brand
0: new game. So, so, the, so the shift from Odyssey to Origins with the skill tree it helps a being lot. mappable and you're having right. all these new abilities to use freshens it up a lot. And that doesn't take away they from they didn't take away they still have a massive attack that
1: you had in origins that's still there yeah that doesn't none of that regardless if they made the exact same game in a reskin
0: the the persistent world like
1: i don't remember origins being in the
0: persistent world the way that odyssey is then like be- stuff would remap you would go clear out a fort and they said go kill this guy in this fort that guy wouldn't show up until you activated the
1: quest in there gotcha that isn't so again i um that's what you're talking about that's been done before but it's still cool. It doesn't take away from it. It's still a cool idea. About, oh, I already did this. I know. They did that in Fallout 3 10 years ago. It's cool, though. I like it. But here's my point. Regardless if they take the exact same template and make that for the next 50 games and run in the ground, the fact that you like that is awesome. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't well, matter what other people they said there's not an Assassin's Creed coming this year in 2019. Good. Take more time off. Good. I hope they do. And I hope that in the next Assassin's Creed, they, they continue to push the envelope. For me, um, I my my complaints everything you're saying about origins and odyssey i believe you because you're you played much more than i did uh, for me i don't care about Bayek. i don't remember the name of his son what's the name of his son i don't know but you wanted to fucking kill those people because they killed your son See that's but see this what, the same, what, what, same thing
0: I didn't uh, I didn't identify remember? with in
1: Last of Us. Do you remember? Is the same thing you don't identify with in Bayek. Do you remember when I with you, but last when we were talking last year because we were talking about doing this podcast for a really long time? I said I was going to ask you one question which you would not be able to answer, and it's that, the name of a son. And that's my point. That is my point with Origins. That's the problem. It's it's, well, it's fun not. Exper-
0: a, it's not a fault of the game if they didn't say his name often enough. They didn't drill it in your head. But they talked about, he talked about avenging his son enough throughout the entire game that that was the main through line of the quests. You and your wife, who was a great character in herself. She had a good, she had a good arc. Aya. I think she had a good arc. Sexy
1: as hell. You got to play as Aya in the later levels. Never, which no, was never awesome never. Uh, that's my problem I, I couldn't connect to Bayek because he was a faceless nameless he wasn't even an assassin they shouldn't even call this game Assassin's Creed there was no he starts the brotherhood though that's mm. I'll tell you he started the brotherhood before they no reside. he was a part of the brotherhood but here's my point it already existed here's my point to me um, I'm not gonna argue with it I'm glad you liked it to me the reason why all the things you're saying about Odyssey in Origins which probably are gonna be the same things I think about God of War. And the, what I what I really liked about God of War more than any of the other games was you mentioned a lot of stuff and you felt that the depth and the breadth of God of War wasn't there. You're comparing one game to three because you couldn't tell me which... You got, well, maybe God of War 3 because you just played it. it was like, oh, there was Icarus, this guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. You went to the gates. This, you did over three games. You've done one game of... A, you've done one of God of War. So I don't think it's a fair comparison to say... That God of War is an in-depth game. Well, I, I just remember playing but you did play three first recently. God of War on PS2 and just see, the, original, the original
0: Greek mythology I that they I, hit in there. See, I barely remember it, though. Because I I read all the Greek myths prior to that. I, I was gotcha. so invested in that mythology I gotcha. that it was like
1: a, uh, a super boner every time one of these characters popped up. I gotcha. you. I, I remember playing God of War, rowing in the boat with, with um, Mimir talking. And getting to where I needed to be, and then just standing, just sitting there and waiting to hear time. I did the same thing too, but you know what? Half the time, and I was, did. I got out of the boat because I
0: wanted to keep playing because I thought the combat was enjoyable. I did enjoy the stories. I thought they were cool. Some of totally them great. I stayed with until he finished. But I thought that was cool, and that to me it was a
1: nice touch. It that, wasn't that was the thing what, that put it to number one for me. Well, I'm not saying that was the only thing that put me to number one, but I think that it was a cool element. And I, when I played Origins, I didn't feel the same way you did with the side quest. I could care less. And I, you had to do the thing where uh, you had to go into some temple um, to assassinate one of the guys, and they were giving you a description of who the guy was. And he, he coughed a lot and he had, you know, he wore a red scarf and everyone wore a blue scarf and he had to sneak around. And it just, it felt very, I was like, okay, I killed the guy. You know, the cool thing I liked was when you would kill the guy and he would like wisp, he would like the black feather and then he'd like fade away. I'm like, that's a cool touch because I always loved when Ezio would be, the guy would be kneeling there and it like, everything faded away. Yeah, all the cultists in Origins and Odyssey, you have to. I love that. I love how I love that element of like everything faded away and it was just you versus them. The last thing they ever saw was you and Bayek was very determined, like you could fuck yourself, basically. Like I, I hope I remember what his line was, not the patch because I remember that from. Do you remember? What, I remember what he said. Uh, he says something. Yeah, I remember what you know, something you know. But it's an Egyptian, so it's go it's to more, hate, yeah. It's more, foreign than than. Yeah, it was an like, Italian, as a Romance language. It was like, it was like, like, <coughs> it was like base, but it wasn't a nice thing. It wasn't like rest in peace. It was like go to hell, like yeah. fuck you, basically. And I, I did that vengeance was cool, but I just couldn't connect to his story. And I, I thought that as I was playing, I'm like, okay, this is where I'll turn the leaf with him. As we're, as soon as God of War started. Even though you had the God of War 1, 2, and 3, which I didn't think were that great. Honestly, I know you were like really praising 3. It was okay. I really was invested because they made Kratos, even though he was a stiff ass and he barely talked, I was way more invested in him and Atreus, kind of like how I was invested in Joel and Ellie. It was like, oh, this is interesting. You don't remember in God of War 3, the mirror, the mirror level or water level, you
0: had to like, um, it, was a, it was like a vantage point level. Uh, somebody's gardens or something like that. Oh
1: yeah, to like line up the camera. And to line up right? the camera
0: just right and get these things just right. Go to this vantage point um, and then yeah, you would I do, do something and then it would activate. It. And then you would move from that vantage point, mm-hmm. Kratos around and then he would it was like an MC Escher thing. You couldn't see the stairs I where they led to yeah. until you got to a point. I do think That mechanics or been played out so many doing times. Doing so the puzzle that. box for um, Icarus's dad, Daedalus's puzzle box. Daedalus Was is there maze. a bunch of
1: chains in that level?
0: Chains and boxes. That sounds so you know, to defeat some enemies and crawl up the sides and go in. Mm-hmm. And then this would turn and that would turn. So there are specific sequences in God of War 3 that, that I remember that
1: I loved. They were great. Well, you just played it, though. That's what I'm saying. You just recently. Yeah, last but I also months.
0: remember like going down the chains from where the um, Pegasi were in one of the other God of Wars Was to that go way- to Atlas to this
1: giant mountain. Was that the one where the camera froze and you just keep running for, like, mm-hmm. five minutes? That it was, was a cool. shrink. I remember that. I remember, was that in God of War 3? Uh, I think it was 2. But that was a cool moment. Um, yeah, so I think, to me, what, what puts God of War over the top of all the other games, and they're all great games, but I think that, to me, every moment mattered. And it really did paint a really good story. I thought the side stuff, I didn't find it grindy. Um, I thought it was a challenge. Maybe because of the combat, I was used to it. I don't know. It was, you know, we got... A lot of people got their um, – started playing those Batman games. That was their first real um, – Yeah, hit counter. I'm trying to counter. think. Yeah, I'm trying to – that's probably the – I don't Combo. know. There's probably a word for that. But everybody – and I did and you did because I know everybody did. When you played Batman games, you spammed the shit out of the punch button as fast as you could. Oh, I'm getting ready to parry. Like a machine gun. And God of War got away from that. And when you were playing with Kratos, there was a rhythm when he was making his hits. When the axe was physically hitting and the controller would vibrate and you would see the enemy like, that's when you hit the attack button the next time. And it was like, kind of like in that mode when you're playing Rock Band and you first are like, oh, these keys suck. I don't know. What's green, red? I'm green, yellow, green, yellow, green. And then you start playing and almost like the game plays you. Like it's almost like you get into this mode where like you're not seeing green, yellow, red anymore. You're just playing the music and you know the next part of the song and you know there's going to be a hammer down or you know whatever hell they call it. You, know, you, you lose track of your hands because you're not thinking anymore. Just like you don't focus on your breathing. It just happens. Um, to me, that's how the combat was in God of War. And I never felt that in Assassin's Creed. Uh, see, I,
0: I knew exactly what my hands were doing because gotcha. I had to tell myself to wait. To, to get the counters To get and the counters and, and all I do
1: stuff. like, I, I, so for me, that was really, really good. And I think that not being a big fan of mythology, I'm not saying not a fan, but not knowing any really thing about it. Um, the characters that they did bring into the world had really cool stories. They could have added more, but I felt it was like a good level of like, we're adding new stuff. Mamir's telling you about stuff you'll never see, but it's interesting. It kind of paints the world. Um, but I didn't feel like it was just like throwing stuff on to throw on. And um, I, the one thing, I, I, the la- actually the very last thing I did in Odyssey, or I'll keep saying Odyssey, Origins. And you never found it, which is, for as much as you played this game, I cannot believe you did not find this. I went south to some pyramid, and I was telling you about this. I went inside and it showed a cutscene of some guy in a diamond. He was like an angel. And he explodes. And he leaves behind a legendary, there's the highest item, legendary, a legendary shield and a legendary sword. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, yeah, there's, there's, there's the higher beings in the Assassin's Creed universe,
0: the, the – um, not the Forerunners or whatever, the, the, the Precursors? Whatever they're called, yeah. That's a temple to the Precursors. Uh, so did it's you, an ancient alien temple of the Precursors. And you go back there
1: during the game multiple times. I find, so th- it's just a little cutscene, it made absolutely no sense. Yeah, and it made sense later on. It might have. And I got this really cool legendary sword and
0: shield. There's like a whole area in the south of the, or- yeah, of the Origins the map. Yeah, somewhere in the east kind of. Way in the south where it doesn't make sense until much later in the game. So but it's a whole precursor temple in like the middle of the desert.
1: What really turned me off and what really made me feel like it was a paint-by-numbers game at that point was Bayek made absolutely no reaction. It was like it never happened. And I'm talking like I had stuff that would do like one or two damage, and suddenly I'm doing stuff that's like 40 damage. It was magnitudes, more powerful. He doesn't say anything. He's like, oh, cool. And I'm like, no, not all cool. Like, you're giving me this game that, yeah, let me do whatever I want. Thank you. Don't do the invisible animus walls like they did in the old one because that was stupid. I want to go walk over there. Let me go walk over there. Um, so I'm glad they just said, hey, you're in the world, and you're in the world. Go have fun. You want to go down south? Go south. You want to go north? Go north. Whatever. But it was just – it felt like, hey, we're going to just populate the map. It's going to be map porn. Billion things to do. Find the next checkpoint. Find the next – find the one of eight million um, eagle vantage points or fight one of 80 of these super bosses. And it just – it felt really disjointed to me. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And that's more
0: disjointed than like Red Dead Redemption 2. That's a life simulation up to where the horse testicles shrink and freeze and you can play all these different card games in every fucking bar you go into. Yeah. And it's not – Because because That seems more like a waste of time
1: than... Not a waste of time. It was that Arthur and Red Red Dead actually reacted to those things. When you lost at a game of cards, he'd be like, fuck this. And he'd get mad and he'd flip the table and then start a fight. Or he'd be mad if... He went fishing and like, this is getting... He would even say, like, this is boring. Like, I'm a cowboy. Like, I need to go earn now. As where Bayek was just, like, a nameless, faceless, like... Hey, you're in this magic temple now because why? I don't well, know. That's kind of always been the conceit of the
0: Assassin's Creed games because you are a person in the present playing through an animus of your
1: memories of the past. But see, that's what I like to see. To me, and I felt like when I got into Odyssey, Odyssey Origins, I don't know her name, Sarah or whatever. Yeah. Fuck her. She was irrelevant. She didn't matter. She was actually like Bayek's like long lost
0: granddaughter sure or whatever. She, yeah,
1: because that's the, the super stuff. descendant, right? So when, when it got – when, when there was that huge shift and, and she was gone. It didn't matter. I wasn't an agent of Abstergo. Like Black Flag would have been so much better if they cut that shit at the beginning and you were just a pirate, period. Because uh, you I, were.
0: I, I like the fact I that, the that Origins, time. they went back to a character the way that we went to Desmond in the first three Honestly, before
1: I, I think I'm done with that because Desmond didn't pay off. It
0: was Desmond didn't pay off. But then you went to this nameless, faceless, like first person's office stuff of Black Flag, Unity, Syndicate, and Rogue it was all the same shit. Oh, walk nice. around some office
1: gotcha. doing
0: absolutely nothing and not making sense of anything. Yeah. And there's still collectibles in this fucking office and it's like that doesn't matter. Yeah, no one cares. That's what no I'm saying. No one cares. You're just playing a game on a on a PC or plugging in an animus to be entertained. I... This is furthering like it's building each of these games while building on the cur- current day plot very slowly mm-hmm. is going back to that of what they were doing in in the first three, not as heavily, because that first Assassin's Creed game is like half Desmond, half Altaïr almost, or it's like 40-60. There's a lot, and there's a lot of Desmond in the in the last game. When and you... if
1: it paid off, it would have been cool as shit. Right, and it did not right.
0: even come close. So, so I think what they're doing with the new Assassin's Creed games is they're they're going back to a main focal point, a person to identify with in the present scenes, and then I think... they're going to slowly build it up. It's going to take a long time, gotcha. but they're they know that. If they don't pay it off, it's not going to pay off and they'll be pissed. But they know that the players really want the historical stuff more than they do the uh, current stuff.
1: I think that the reason you liked Odyssey and Origins so much is because it's more bite-sized. And because it's go-to-the-map, do-thing, get treasure. go to the map, do-thing, get treasure. And for somebody who you play a little bit, you turn it off, play a little bit, turn it off. I think if you look at us, I think the reason why so many people, and again, I can't speak for everyone, but for me, I think God of War had such a sweeping magnitude of a story that really every minute mattered. I know they hyped up that cut camera angle shit. I don't care about that. That was dumb. That was irrelevant. Where they like, oh, it never had a jump cut. It was just one camera shot. No, Because no, everyone takes a break. So of course there's a jump camera shot because they turn the console off. Um, but I feel like... You, yes, there wasn't as good as a mini map. Yes, sometimes the stuff wasn't as clear, but it just seemed to flow better than, hey, I'm looking at my map, and oh, there's 30 things in grid A1. I better go roll up my sleeves and go you know help Mr. Peasant Guy clear out the bandit camp. And it just, after a while, it was like, okay, this feels like it's, I don't say bloat, because if you liked it, you liked it. But it just felt like it, I don't felt like I had ownership of the world like I did in God of War. When that world serpent moved for the first time and the water level changed, it was like, I did that. I made that change. That was like, whoa. And I just felt like the game just constantly had those moments where the world changed. I think when when the water level started
0: changing, like the, by the third time in God of War, I was like, okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Here we go again. Here we go again. This is because <laughs> you see this game. Like, I'm never going to go anywhere different. Mm-hmm. And once I found out that, like, you're not going to go to all nine realms during the game, I was like, okay, I don't have to go to all nine. Yeah. But even the realms that I did get to go to, only half of those were actually like story realms or whatever where a mission yeah, was there. there was a challenge and the realm other ones were challenge realms. And I'm like, this is kinda of a waste of time, like actually. of that realm. Going to Muspelheim with all the dead souls. Basically the the Norse version of Hell could have been really oh no. Hell is actually a nice world in in uh, the Norse mythology, but
1: Well, the you good know, thing is I I signed up for the Google Play, so I will have Odyssey for free in about a week. I think what um, you'll like is that, that. Th- in the quests, we'll
0: see. Like the origins, you went to a quest, you started it. There's a small cutscene. This person talked to you, right. and then you left. Now, origins, one of the things that I, you know, you can give it a knockdown was like the NPCs that you talked to. Some of their animations were not so good. They were kind of bland, or it was just a recycled face more often than not. It seems like in Odyssey, there's more variety to the faces. They put more attention on the NPC faces and stuff while they're talking to you. So their lips look better when they're moving. It's not just a flapping mouth as much as it sometimes felt that way in Origins. Um, And then also, too, they'll give you a choice. Here's my quest. Do you want to take it? You can say yes or no. So you don't have to do it right away. It doesn't activate. You can hear their quest and go, that sounds dumb. I don't want to do it. You can leave. There's dialogue choices in the game even with these quest givers. There's one guy who asks to go see, uh, he's a blind man, and he asks you to go visit these five points around the Greek world, come back and describe them to him. So when you come back, you can tell him the truth, you can make something up, you can tell him a lie. And it's got like little icons, like here's a lie. So it's got the, the scales of justice, like I don't know if this is gonna go good or not, you know? And his response is based off what you choose. Does that matter though? Does it change anything?
1: There are points in the actual story where those same <laughs> the st- okay. points so happen is. and you will Got have you. choices, yes. If it's drastically different, not say drastically, it doesn't have to be a choose-your-own-adventure. Um, it's that kind of mechanic that you're talking about that I say, well, okay, so what? So the guy's going to say something different, I'm going to get my 20 gold. So like you, you played the first hour
0: or whatever of Origins. Yeah, those I was still on the first guys
1: starter, you fought. I was still on the starter. Those first guys you
0: fought, you had the choice to kill them or to let them go? Yes. What did you do? Killed him. You killed him. When you finally find the Cyclops, Cyclops, what you chose to do will have an impact on what he says to you, basically. Okay. Now, since he's the beginning guy of a huge right. hundred-hour game, ultimately does that choice matter? Probably not. No, but in the immediacy of you being Cassandra or Alexios, so you do feel it a, matters. So you do feel an impact though. when you what they do, like when you choose one or the other. It was weird seeing all the trailers and stuff because you're seeing, you know, sometimes both of them together. And then you choose one and you're like, where's the other person? Yeah. What they do with the person you don't choose, the sibling you don't choose, the actual story of the game has cool. a lot to do with that. It's very good. cool. I heard that's got And when touched. you encounter your sibling in the game, what you say to them does matter. And
1: that's there's fun. like a long list of choices, not just one or two. I'm excited. That... I, that's exciting to me and I hope that that actually matters because I always think of like the illusion of Walking Dead where it's like well i make it. no you're not it's the same shit
0: now I don't know if it's you know the same way like Detroit Become Human apparently has that tree of decision tree but the ultimate, you know, I don't think there's that it's, it's probably more like Walking Dead where you know they're telling one story but the reactions
1: you're going to get different reactions to it so like Detroit well, apparently there are different endings and origins too. Well that's cool because you know like they're in, not origins Odyssey. Like, yeah. In Detroit, the uh, they do show at the end what the tree would have been and it shows what like here's the route you took, but it doesn't show you what the other routes were, it just shows that other ones existed. Mm-hmm. But ultimately there's only one or two endings. So in, in Detroit, can you pop back to those little different decisions and say from here from start scratch. from here? No. You gotta, you gotta go from it. scratch? Do they keep not that? from not from chapter one brand new, welcome to the game, but like instance three you can replay. You have okay. to start. It's not like, you know, you're, it's not like you're like the the level I was telling you about with the girl and the abusive dad upstairs. That takes place about 20 minutes into the story. Mm-hmm. You can't just press a button and say, I don't want to go upstairs. You have to do all the monotonous stuff to see the tension building before know. you react. Okay. So like with Odyssey or, uh, yeah, with Odyssey, you're never, you're not, if, if the game is 8 million hours and it's going to be collecting all the butterflies and doing all this, all the stuff, you're never going to know the other endings. You have to Google them. Yeah. But they're probably not gonna. They're probably gonna be somewhat inconsequential as a shorter game, where maybe the decisions have a lot more like cause effect very rapidly. But I don't know. I mean, it's cool that they're trying it. I just I look at Ubisoft in general as a lot of their games, and I'm like, okay, you are really you are really plagiarizing, which is fine. the The Batman games, the tell going, going back to that, were very different. Yeah, that sounds cool. Cause the Walking Dead, there wasn't. It was. You could save guy or girl, but at the end, guy or girl didn't make it well, anyway. The problem with The Walking Dead Season 2 but it was, was one, like two, you right? had one of four
0: endings, and then when you start Season 3, which it I played matter. this year, it did not fucking matter. I
1: know. So maybe, it didn't matter so because maybe, they had this huge time jump. So maybe these slow burn games like Odyssey, where it's taking you you know, probably 100 hours to like complete all the little objectives, maybe then you start to see some more, uh, your decisions matter more, but... Ultimately, I think what frustrates me about Ubisoft as a company is they do. If I look at what they do to make an original game, it's not a lot. It doesn't have to be. Not everybody has to invent the wheel. You could plagiarize the hell out of stuff, but it seems like they just take what works and they hodgepodge it together. And I see other games that focus on that do it way better. It's like the master of all, Jack, you know, Jack mm-hmm. of all trades, master of none kind of thing. But I don't know. In a year from now, we do our. I mean, every month we're going later and later. So maybe like. We'll do our game of the year twenty twenty in February, but I'll have played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I will tell you if I'm uh, um, interested in your take. if I'm right or not. Drop the mic. I've
0: said it all. What is one game you're looking forward to in twenty nineteen that you know of? Oh man, I was gonna say like that's like confirmed, because like you, you can't say Tales of Tsushima you can't say Last of Us two, because those aren't to say confirmed. Halo. I want
1: to say Halo, but it's not confirmed. Uh, Shadows Die Twice is definitely confirmed. It's coming out. That's going to be Dark Souls... China. Ish. <laughs> it's going to be Dark Souls China. It's, uh, it seems to be a really interesting game, and I think that I'm ready for another good Dark Souls game. I've taken... We us talking about the Souls Out, your favorite tagline. Sold Out. Sold Out. Uh, I think that Bloodborne's been gone for a while, and I'm ready for a game that pisses me off i don't have a game i'm looking forward to i have two games i'm
0: looking almost not forward to because i have them and i I want to play them and they're kind of similar i think i have horizon zero dawn and i have shadow of the tomb raider and i don't want to play them back to back i'm afraid i'm gonna (laughs) and it's two girls you know each girl each game has a girl featuring a bow and arrow with different kinds of arrows. Right. So, you know. well,
1: um, I'm curious to hear what you think about Horizon Zero Dawn because um, there's a lot of major flaws with that game. Significantly like, whoa. And everybody praises it because it's fighting robotic dinosaurs with a bow and arrow is neat. And it is neat. And the first time you fight a behemoth and he knocks over a tree chasing you, it's going to be like, whoa, he just knocked over a. Like, I, I played the dinosaur fight over here with you he's gonna, I thought that was fun he's gonna knock I'm I'm in cover and he took my cover away oh my god and he's calling his friends oh my god and they're doing oh and it's like it escalates rapidly but there was some major flaws with that game where it was like really and it frustrated me um, I think Shadow of the Tomb Raider is a budget game I think it's a, I think yeah, I it get wasn't, it. I do, it wasn't um, I would, it wasn't it'll be on Game Pass in a month and I'll play it then yeah. and I'll probably <laughs> blow through like I did the other one and say okay but Laura Croft, the sociopath. Hey, I liked it's the first p- two better. I really liked those.
0: You like, and them then better? I played them un- I played Uncharted one, two, and three, which are last gen games compared to these new Laura Croft games. You play Uncharted games.
1: four, and it'll be the same thing as one, two, and three. We didn't like it, you won't. There's, all there's right. They've done nothing different. It's 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 more of the same.
0: One. I I thought what I, I think I like about the Laura Croft games once they rejiggered it to be more like Uncharted. Yeah. Is that they they increase the freedom of You do the have game. a lot
1: of open world areas where yes you do go through uh, a, you go through the little tunnel and then all of a sudden you're in the town and there's a thousand things to do and you're right you'll like find a target and you shoot it and it's like shoot one of 10 targets like, it's like oh my god where are the other 9 one,
0: one thing in, in uncharted 2 when you're you're with this your buddy your thief like early on in the game and you're in Turkey or something like that yeah. you're in the Middle East yeah. and you're you got to sneak in somewhere cutter cutter you know there are there are multiple paths, but only in small segments. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, a there's, a group of, there's a group of guards in the room, or in the linear. area, and then you have to go from here to here, But and you can choose to take down this guard first, that one, that one, and that's kind of built in the design. It is very linear. But you're right. you cannot skip the entire thing, and, and, you know, the way that Dishonored does, and, you know, find a way around everything entirely. That's true. And I feel like Tomb Raider... Goes more towards that with the openness of it than um, Uncharted.
1: I agree. All right. Well, that. Well, glad it is. So I always say to you, I hope we do more of these instead of now annually. It was semi semi annually. We've slipped. <laughs> well, we've had a rough a rough couple
0: of months. Yes. We were supposed to go to a concert. I got the flu. Are you now ready I'm to? i like shit. Are now you ready? So to- I was a little hesitant to do anything with you because it seems like. Anytime we,
1: the over the past year, anytime we try to do something, something would happen. Are you ready to take the mantle back of VK's Bullets? Or do you or how do you want to do it? Are you ready? Are you returned? Is this your true return? I mean VK's Bullets is, is fully and now comic book YouTube your channel. You're ready to be back. I'm ready to be back. You're I think, ready? There's so many exciting comics. You're ready to talk I about I think we should go grab some
0: dinner and then come back and do a small podcast sure. on what we did last night. Okay. I'm so down. follow up on the Comics Nammy Podcast channel. I'm down with that. For that. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's been a long time. Please check out our YouTube channels as well as the main Comic Timing Podcast feed. You can find me at BK's Bullets on YouTube. You can find Jim over at Viper Magic on YouTube. V-Y-P-E-R-M-A-J-I-K.
1: Boom. World-class branding, as usual.
0: So come find us there. We're on Twitter, all that shit. So see you later. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
1: Breaking news. EA has canceled its open world Star Wars game.